Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Friday Eve, welcome in everybody. Happy, happy Thursday, one and all. We are Sports Day, Jacob Sports YouTube Network. He is Tone to Shields. I am Rob Ellis. What's up, Mr. Tone? How you doing? I'm doing good, man. I can't complain. It's a uh, thirsty Thursday. Uh, one more day until Friday. You know what I mean? So I feel good, man. I can't complain Cheers. not one bit. How, how about you? Uh, I'm good, man. I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. You know, it's a... Uh... I, I like like we talked about. Wish there wasn't an extra day to gear up for this game because uh, um um you know by Thursday I'm I'm ready for this thing to happen. But uh, ex- right. I'm actually excited for for wild card playoff weekend. Starts Saturday, yeah, rolls into man. Sunday, and then of course we have the game on Monday. So it's I think it's a really fun sports weekend in general uh, when you have that. Yeah. But uh, sometimes wild card weekend is the best weekend. Because I agree with you. It's just uh up, you know it leaves so much room for upsets and shockers and. Yeah, it's going, to, it's, it's going to be really exciting to watch, man. Um, a lot of matchups that have a lot of storylines uh, intertwined. I can't wait to see this thing play out. I am. I'm excited, man. I'm excited. So uh, two things from the Eagles. One, they are practicing today, getting set for the game. Uh, and we'll pass along anything we hear from an injury standpoint. All we know right now is Darius Slay on his podcast said that I'm playing this weekend. So we know that. That's what we know. Thus far, we're awaiting word on AJ Brown and everybody else that's banged up. So, uh, hopefully, we will uh, we'll get some word and we'll pass it along during the course of the program. All right, big news tone outside of the uh, you know the parameters of Philadelphia here. Uh, actually, two things yesterday. One after uh, it was after we signed off, um, we heard that uh, Nick Saban was going. It was after we signed off that Nick yeah. Saban was going to be retiring. It was around uh, five ish, five fifteen. We got word that Nick Saban is going to retire after 17 years, six national titles, uh, five of which occurred at the University of Alabama. So, uh, you know, look, big time. Big, I, I think he's the greatest that's ever done it in, in college football. And got to uh, give it to him. Yeah. He's 17 years at Bama, six national titles, and he steps away uh, from his post. I got to imagine that the NIL and the transfer portal played a big role in this. He just doesn't want that aggravation. 
So he is stepping down. And then uh, we get word what, late last night, early this morning, that Bill Belichick and the Patriots parting ways after 24 years, again, six championships, six Super Bowls to uh, to his credit. And he is going to be uh, a free agent. So he and Robert Kraft, basically, Belichick had one more year left on his deal. So New England could have taken a couple different approaches. They could have tried to trade him, which we know can drag on for a while. You can't drag it on that long because you need your head coach in place. But it would have, you know, it would have certainly slowed down the process. Uh, they could have traded him. They could have, you know, held him up. He had one more year left. Um, but they didn't. And I think it's a good move by Robert Kraft to say, dude, you just gave me perhaps the the greatest coaching that we've ever seen in the history of the NFL. You want to go do your thing. We're going to do our thing. And and thanks for the memories, man. Let, let's both, both parties move on. That's what you talk about, a return on your investment, right? You know, um, Kraft and Belichick, their relationship started well over 20 years ago. Yep. And... Bill Belichick, Tom Brady, and that crew, they delivered. They delivered six Super Bowl wins. It's teams that can't even smell that in a 40-year span. Mm-hmm. They got that done in a 20-year span. Yeah. And then let's not let let's not let it fall off of deaf ears. They had that 10-year hiatus, remember? Where yep. they, they 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 couldn't get out of they they were they were in a lull period. And it happens. But to be able to go back to the drone board and and continue to sustain success on that level. Got a good credit where creditors do. Um, Bill Belichick, he deserves to ride off in the sunset. And, uh, yeah, I mean, if he wants to continue coaching, cool. If he doesn't, hey, he's he's not hurting for anything. Um, he has nothing left, He has nothing left to prove, if you ask me. Um, that's why I never really understood the whole uh, vitriol surrounding this whole situation. It just seemed like manufactured conflict. When in reality, we knew they was going to handle things like we knew they were going to handle things like gentlemen. They've they've been they spent too much time together. They want they got too much money together. Um, they want too many championships together. So I, it, it was just it was just beyond me to believe that this could end um, acrimoniously. Yeah, uh, agreed. And, and I'm glad to see both parties, you know, doing it the right way. Now the question begs because Belichick still wants to coach. Where does he end up? Um, and there's 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 some. You know, there's going to be even more. Right now, there's seven openings. Tone. There's going to be more. I think after Wild Card Weekend. Now, oh. will be one of them? I don't. I. I. I personally don't think so. But there's going to be some openings for sure. Yeah. Um. Commanders and. Uh. Where are we? Um. Oh, there's a lot. There is a lot. So the Commanders, Falcons, Falcons, Panthers, Panthers. Yep. Maybe the Saints. Seahawks. Uh, Seahawks now, which we'll talk about in a minute. Uh, that's the, open. The Raiders is still something that's up in the air. The Chargers, Chargers. up in the Titans. air. Titans didn't see that coming. So, there's I'll give you a little bizarre twist later on that one, too. How that all came about, which is if it is, it's in- incredibly petty, but we'll you know, we'll get into that later. Hey, um, hey listen, yeah. man, that's that's how it goes sometimes. Everybody, everybody can't be stand up individuals. Some people got to resort to being petty LaBelle. <laughs> Teddy Lavelle. Um, yeah, so that that was to have those two guys who were titans of their sports, who actually coached together from 1991 to 94 when Belichick was the head coach of the Browns. Saban was his defensive coordinator. Can you That's imagine great. those two on the same staff, man? 
in the in the early to mid 90s and you know what they went on to do but the 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 timing of it i saw somebody and it's not that far-fetched man and it's sad in a way but it's kind of funny but you know when a couple's married for like 70 years 60 years one passes and then the other passes very quickly afterwards yeah yeah it's like you know one one goes out yesterday one goes out today and 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 those but belichick's still gonna coach i don't think saban is um so that was that was pretty wild, man, you know, to see two goats you know, go out like that of their sport. Yeah, you know, Nick Saban, you know, on his side of things, you know, he's been doing this thing at a high level for a long time. He's pumped out a lot of players uh, from his program into the NFL. You know, right now he has so many players in the league, you know, guys like Amari Cooper, you know, Trevon Diggs, Pat Sertain the, the second. The Philadelphia Eagles has Landon Dickerson, Devontae Smith, Hurts, you know, Steen, um, Julio Steen. Jones, Tyler Steen, you know what I mean? Um, yeah. Josh Job, you know, CJ Mosley from the Jets, um, Xavier McKinney from the Giants, Mac Jones, even though he's struggling right now, Calvin Ridley, mm-hmm. you know, it's the list goes oh, know, on and on. Bryce Young, there's so many players he's pumped out into the league, mm-hmm. um, then and now, you know, he's he's checked every box, he's checked every box that any head coach, any any recruiter wants to check in in the college ranks, right? Got the championships, have you know, has the spectacular resume of a recruiting class and pumping out guys ready made for the NFL. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's checked every box really. Um, he's a he's an icon, you know. So I agree. Um, retiring, you know, you guys, we're, we're, they won the SEC championship, right? Yeah, they got to the playoffs. They they got to the you know to the right, right, finals. Right, right, yeah. they, they beat Georgia. Right, they beat, the they beat Georgia. For, yep. Right. So you got so you you went out winning the SEC title. Some people believe that's harder than a natty. So, mm-hmm. hey, listen, man, you take your chips and you get out of the casino. Yeah. That's where a lot of people go wrong. Yep. They can't can take their chips. Not even told money to get home, home man. Uh, yeah, not I've even been told money. Not even a house to go home to. Sometimes yeah. they leverage the whole damn farm. You're digging around in the car to find coins to be able to pay the toll just to get home. So yeah, ex- ex- exactly. So um, yeah, Bill Belichick, Nick Saban, you know, feel how you want to feel about them personally. Uh, their resumes speak for themselves. And not to be overshadowed, man. Uh, you know, Pete Carroll. Pete. Now this feels more like he was forced out. Um, you know, they're they're calling it a mutual parting. But it feels like he was forced out. He's going to keep a, a, a position with the team as a you know consultant, et cetera, but or advisor, whatever you want to call it. Um, but I'll tell you what, pretty damn good resume himself. Won a national championship at USC and won a Super Bowl. There's not a lot of guys who can claim that one, man. So, and he's the youngest 72 year old you'll ever see in your life. This dude is a freak. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, so he he's, uh, he's, he stays well medicated. Well medicated. <laughs> he can move, I, dude. He can move. I, I will give him that. You ever seen before the game throwing passes? <laughs> it's crazy. The dude stays limber. Yeah. He he knows what to do, he knows what to do to keep the inflammation down, to keep mm-hmm. the stress down. Yeah. You know what I mean? He knows exactly what to do. Yes. And um I salute you, my friend. Yeah, I agree. I I, I, I like all three guys. Let, let's face it. Belichick and uh, Saban are cranky cats, but they, they, you know, they win. So you put up with crankiness. Carol's more of an uplifting kind of fun guy for whatever mm-hmm. it's worth. He's not, not, not in that same vein, but yeah, pretty amazing man uh, right now. And it's just like, you think about all the openings now, you know, what does new England do They're They've been grooming Gerard Mayo, who, who was a longtime linebacker. He's been an assistant there for a long time. They give him a nice fat raise. 
uh, this past year. His defense was really good. I mm-hmm. think, you know, I think it's between him and Vrabel uh, would make a lot of sense there with, you know, what direction they want to go. But, you know, the, God, man, the, the thought of New England having a new coach is really weird. The thought yeah. is, the Seattle having a new coach is really weird. Yeah. For New England, the safer, the safer choice would be to elevate Mayo. That's yes. the safer choice. The in-house. Because, yeah, because he's there. Yeah. Right. He's in-house. People, people are well aware you've been kind of prepping him for a transition like this, whether if it's a, whether whether it's a head coaching job with you or somewhere else, he's kind of been been groomed to, to be that uh to be that leader of, of a franchise in that regard. And um God forbid something does go wrong, people are not gonna look at you crazy if you're elevating from within. No. You know, a guy that you try to develop, you know, people are not gonna kill you for making that, you know, giving him a shot. Um, but if things don't go right with a guy like very well. Now you're kind of like you risk losing some guys who are already in the building. Yeah. You risk you risk you risk a lot more bringing in outside help rather than seeking mm-hmm. it from within. So yeah, um, we'll see we'll see how that how that pans out on that side. Now the other thing is, and we'll do a full blown NFL segment later. So the, mm-hmm. the commanders are ripping through guys fast. There there's an interview every 13 seconds, I think, uh, by Josh Harris. <laughs> but uh, they have interviewed Niners assistant GM Adam Peters. And Bears assistant GM Ian Cunningham. And Ian Cunningham used to do with the Birds uh, for their president of football operation. They're going to make a decision apparently uh, the next few days after a second round of interviews uh, with each. So it looks like it's coming down to those two guys. But we'll, we'll see what ends up happening. Again, there, there's going to be a lot, a, a ton, man. Well, our heads are going to be spinning by the, by the sheer movement of things over the last uh, <laughs> the last few mm-hmm. days, man. That's for sure. Has, has there ever been a time where it's been this many jobs potentially available it seems like almost half the league is available yeah there is a lot there really is man uh, it's a good question tone i don't know i don't know about the sheer volume of teams but it it let's, does feel like a lot of them let's let's add it up real quick so you got new england you have tennessee you got las vegas you los got angeles. los angeles chargers yep you had the commanders six uh, you have um, Seahawks, the, the Falcons. Yep, you and the Panthers. Panthers. You might, you might got the Saints. The no, Seahawks. the Saints are staying with with Allen. He's staying. Okay, so Seahawks. So I got nine. That, uh, I got nine. This is about nine. Yeah, nine with the potential for more. All right, let, let's let's do this real quick, and then we'll 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 update you on a couple Eagles things. But yeah, I, if you just look at this weekend, for example, or, or let's just take this weekend. All right, I, 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 nothing's happening with the Browns. Nothing's happening with the Texans. Nothing's happening with the Dolphins. Nothing's happening with the Chiefs. Nothing's happening with the Steelers. Nothing's happening with the Bills. Nothing's happening with the Packers. Hold one second. Nothing's happening with the Rams. Nothing's happening with the Lions. Uh, so I think, and tell me if I'm wrong. You tell me if I'm crazy. If the Cowboys would get were to get upset by the Packers, would Jerry take a run at Belichick? Oh, I don't know if that's a fit. I don't know that it's a fit for Belichick because Jerry's got his hands all over everything. Right. But I'm just saying, and then the other team that is a possibility in in, in a lot of people's eyes is the Eagles. Not mine. I think Sirianni comes back, but I know you you think anything could happen here. Um, Yeah, that's where I'm at with it. You can get that number into double figures, basically. Exactly. You can have at least 10 to 11 jobs potentially available. It all depends. That's about a third. That's a little over a third of the league. So, man, 
has the NFL ever been in this kind of place before? That's yeah. That's something that that should be uh, looked into. No question. All right. So yeah, we'll 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 track everything that uh, that's going on there NFL wise. So as I mentioned, Eagles back at practice today, Tone, and you know you're kind of looking ahead here, and and here's who speaks today. Uh, you'll have Nick Sirianni at twelve thirty. So uh, mm-hmm. you know a little more than an hour. Sirianni will speak. Then the locker room opens, and then they go away through a walkthrough. Uh, at 145. So that's what we're looking at here, Eagles wise, um, you know, uh, uh, today. So l- let's go there for a minute. You know, we're we're at Thursday um, where we're getting closer to the game. And it's, you know, we're going to, again, I think have some, once Nick speaks, he'll probably give us some updates on injuries in about an hour. Um, but they potentially are getting back Slay, who's already said he is. Uh, hopefully Devontae Smith, who they gave last week off. Um, AJ Brown. I don't know. I mean, we haven't really heard anything, which I don't know if that's bad or good, but we haven't heard anything. Um, AJ potentially playing. And and for the most part, you know, you're you're looking at Zach Cunningham. You know, you're looking at as healthy as you've been in a really long time for this team. And it looks like everything's okay with Avante Maddox with the with the arm and all that. Um, does that sway you in any way? Does that help, you know, kind of where you're at looking at this thing in any way, shape, or form? It's always better to be healthy than not. So let's start there. You want to make sure you have the best shot to achieve your goal. Right. And in the NFL, that starts with health, preparation, execution, all those things. But it always starts with health. You got more guys than you started with. I'll take that as far as it'll take me. As far as the actual production on the field, I don't know how much it helps in that regard because – We've seen these guys on the field, and we've seen other combinations. Lost five of their last six, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I don't know how much of a difference Darius Slay can make. You know what I'm saying? Especially I, he's been there most of the year. Well, here's where I'm at with, with Slay. Although I, he's not certainly not what he was, he's their best cover corner. Absolutely. And I, I know that's not Absolutely. saying a ton because Bradbury's been a mess and all that, but he at least this is I view the same way with Maddox and Maddox. I just worry that he can stay on the field, but mm-hmm. they both just sort of everything calms down a little bit with those guys out there. I think there's less missed assignments. You might, you might have foot speed issues in some cases, you know, maybe Mike Evans beat you deep. I don't know, whatever, but I, I don't think you're going to see the breakdowns that we saw with the young kids. So at least from that standpoint, it can't, it, it certainly can't help. I mean, it can't hurt to get. To, oh, uh, right, right, slightly. right. And, 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 I, and I think that's where I'm, that's where I'm at. Right. Yeah. It can't hurt you, but at the same time, not much has been able to help this defense in the first place. I that I agree. Yeah, that, well, that's so, the thing. We could sit here and talk ourselves into everybody's healthy, but you know, when, for the most health part, wasn't really the issue, right? When I mean? these guys have been on the field, it hasn't been good. <laughs> right, right, right. It's and look, there was a stretch where the DB room was shuffling. Yeah, I definitely understand that. So there was a point where health was a problem. But I think that was before we knew this defense was this was this bad. So, and also the the fall off of the defense almost seems unnatural because they were up and down for the most part of the season. For the, mm-hmm. the first part, prior to the bye, they yeah. give you a, a solid game, uh, a rough game, but okay. You know, they they you you can it, it looked like a defense that was just feeling things out, trying to figure it out, trying to string things together. True. Post bye week, they look like a, they just look like a bad defense. Period. Yeah. Just bad, you know. N- not a team that's trying to figure it out, feel it out, trying to piece things together, trying to string together some, you know, string together some successful um, stops. 
they just look like a bad defense. And I don't, and regardless of who's out there, I have a hard time believing that changes um, on Monday against the Buccaneers. Obviously, again, health is wealth. The more healthy guys you got out there, the better your chances are of victory. That's an absolute fact. But this team, right now, as they're presently as they're presently constructed, as they're presently being led by Matt Patricia and Nick Sirianni, I'm not optimistic. So we'll see. We'll see how my opinion changes once we lock in our picks on since it's, since it's a Monday night game. We don't have to lock anything in until Monday, really. Right. So um, we'll see how this thing goes. But overall, yeah, they're healthy, but. To what you know? To what you know? Well, it, here's where I'm trying to, to no be. avail, really. Yeah, I, I'm trying. I'm trying to stay open minded. I, I'm trying to be re- realistic about what I've seen over the last six, seven weeks from this team, which obviously isn't good. But I also know that somewhere down deep, there's championship DNA, or at least you know Super Bowl getting to DNA from a lot of people. So, and I think still think there's a lot of talent on offense, man. We're going to get into the offense in a second in terms of big plays and whatnot. And we're also going to grade the Eagles uh, coming up at 12 o'clock. But there is something there. But, uh, you know, I also can't be ju- – I, I, I can't view it as just I hope they win and let that blind me to what's been happening with them. So I'm trying to stay, like I said, open-minded towards them right now. Um, but they haven't done anything to help me or help themselves over the last. I mean, I keep hearing people say, well, the Bucs aren't a very good team. They're not. They're not a very good team. But were the Giants and Cardinals good teams? I don't like when people say that because it completely – saying that to me completely ignores what we've been watching the past several weeks. Correct. You're trying seen- to you're, you're trying to basically tone what you're doing is you're saying, don't look here. Look, look, look over there. Look, look, look there. You're not looking in the mirror. Right, and 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 I and I don't buy into that at all. I don't care how bad you think the Bucks are. You lost to the Cardinals, you lost to the Giants, and you lost to the Seahawks. Three teams that are not in the playoffs. Yeah, think about that. Yeah, agreed. And and, and for whatever the Bucks are, they're better than those teams. Good enough to get into the playoffs. Correct. You know, and so, they've won five of their last six. Granted, it hasn't been against you know the greatest of competition, but. They did what they had to do in the biggest moments, and and the Eagles sleptwalked, frankly, through their last two games, or at least the last uh, game and a half because they were up big at the half against the Cardinals and then just crapped it away. So, And, you know, the city has to own that. Just like The fan base has to own the fact that this team has not played up to par and and they're liable to lose against anybody, Mm -hmm. anybody. If the the Eagles were playing – the way they were supposed to be playing, that line would be way worse for the you know for the Buccaneers. You yeah. wouldn't see minus three to Eagles. You'll probably see minus ten, minus twelve. Like 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 the, if the Eagles were playing up to par, but they're not. It's yeah. a reason why the, 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 the they gave them that they gave them the points on name alone. That Buccaneers team could catch the Eagles slipping yeah. because yep. the Eagles have been slipping for the past several weeks. Yeah. This is not even a Buccaneers issue. This is an Eagles issue. It's an Eagle. You're about. right. It's it's much more about. I'm them. not worried. I'm not yeah. worried about the Buccaneers. I'm worried about the Philadelphia Eagles. Correct. Right on. And and, 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 and rightfully so. Yep. Agreed. Agreed. All right. So Brian Johnson now has two interview requests. The Panthers have requested to interview him for their head coaching position, as have the Titans. So let me ask you, Tone. Based off of that, are we missing something here? No, I mean, I'm not even, I'm, I swear I'm not saying that in a facetious way. Like, is this just that he's so hamstrung 
by the scheme that Sirianni's putting together that we're not seeing it because I also am not crazy about the way he calls games, but, but nonetheless, two teams are seeing it fit to interview him for their head coaching gig. Like what am I missing here, man? Hmm. (laughs) That's the the, longest pause. I think you and I have ever had (laughs) on our show because I want to, because I'm, because I'm trying to figure out if I want to have this type of conversation right now. And you know, I'll no. What is it? Go say it's, it. It's, 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 it's early in the morning. I don't want to get people thinking on this level yet. So, uh, look, Brian Johnson. He's a. Um, Do you think it's a Rooney rule? I think it's. Um, I think it's Rooney related. I think it's Rooney related. Because um, says opinion, the same thing. In my opinion, this is like this yeah. isn't sincere. They're just. I don't think he's shown you anything to warrant. I look. frankly don't either. You know, and and this is me being completely objective. Yeah. I don't think, listen, I want more black people in high positions as much as possible, man. I believe in that. I believe in, um, you know, diversity. I believe in, um, you know, get, giving people that look like me opportunities because I believe we're just as qualified as anybody else at the role. Don't get it twisted. But Brian Johnson has not, in my humble opinion, as an Eagles fan, as an objective football viewer, I and, I and that's probably contradictory in and of itself, but nonetheless, I don't think he's done anything stellar enough to 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 warrant the look. I, ben I Johnson, care. yes, from the Lions, he's he that brother deserves the look. Yeah. Um, Steve Wilkes and with the 49ers, that brother deserves the look, you know what I'm saying? Um, who 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 are uh, uh, Gerard Mayo, mm-hmm. he deserves the look. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, because as bad as it was in New England, the defense was legit. The offense was horrendous. It, exactly. And Antonio Pierce, as the head coach, he led that team to go 500, and they finished second in, second in their division, Yeah, all things considered. Yeah. So there are certain guys who I feel like deserve to look. Brian Johnson, I'm not really seeing it because the quarterback regressed under your watch. Um, you You're a part of an epic collapse – in the second half of the season, your offense has been sputtering for dear life. Yet, you know he's being um he's being viewed um as a head coaching candidate. All right, I we'll see say. how we'll we'll, yeah. we'll we'll see we'll see how it pans out. And if and if he gets a job elsewhere, hey, listen, man, more power to you. But um, yeah. no, I got you. I feel like I I feel like this is definitely um quota oriented, right. quota related. Uh, so a couple other things they have now bagged. The Eagles have bagged the walkthrough and they're actually practicing for whatever oh. it's worth. Okay. Uh, so things, th- things are getting serious. Oh, at the well, Care complex. God forbid the exhausted defensive line has to have a, you know, an hour and a half practice instead of walkthrough. But yeah, I, I don't know how those, I don't know how Jordan Davis is going to get through it, but you know, we'll, we'll see what ends <laughs> up happening. Um, all right, so let's come back, and I want to talk about the offensive side of the ball. It, it just can mm-hmm. kind of continue that theme here in terms of big plays because that is something that the, the Eagles look view two things. On the offensive side, they want chunk plays. On the defensive side, they want to stop chunk plays, okay? But I want to get into the offensive side, and then we're going to walk through grades tone for everybody on both sides of the ball. We're, we're going to hit the coaching staff. We're going to hit Howie Roseman as well. We'll do all of that. Uh, and again, uh, practice starting at 12. Uh, Nick's talking at 1230. So we'll give you injury updates because there are some key ones out there that we don't know about uh, right now. So we'll do all that when we come back. Don't go anywhere. That's Tone. I'm Rob. We are Sports Take. All right. Tell you about Bravo Pizza of Havertown. 
been going there since I was a kid, family owned since 1985. Uh, Alex and that great crew were in there every single day, cranking out the best food and the best variety that you could possibly have. They have 20 different styles of pizza. They have slices to go. They have the specialized pizza. However you like it, they will make it for you. But they don't just do pizza. They have fresh pasta, sandwiches, wraps, wings, salads. Bravo Pizza of Havertown is also committed to the community. They have fundraisers for charity, schools, little leagues, where the proceeds go to those organizations. You could follow them at the Bravo Pizza of on Instagram and Facebook for daily specials and promotions. They're located at 1305 Westchester Pike Manoa Shopping Center in Havertown. 1305 Westchester Pike Manoa Shopping Center, Havertown, PA. Give them a call, 610-446-3810, 610-446-3810. Here's a little bit more on Bravo Pizza of Havertown. I remember getting my heart broken when they lost the Super Bowl in 2004. We're big Eagles fans. We moved to South Philly because of the Eagles. When they won, we went straight to Broad Street and uh, everybody was going nuts over there. And it was just a, a memory that you'll never forget. Go to get your game on. Go for the beers, go for the cheers, go for the hit and the hits, go for the stakes and the stakes, go to get your parlay on, go to get your party on, go for the scene, go for the screens, go for the gallery, go for the win, go to ocean, visit theoceanac.com to plan your visit. At Pond Lee Hockey, we've recovered billions of dollars for our clients, and we're confident we can do the same for you. With over 250 years of combined courtroom experience, we've helped over 100,000 injured clients obtain some of the largest settlements in Pennsylvania. One conversation is all it takes to help you and your family get back on track. If you've been injured in an accident, give Pond Lee Hockey a call. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. Underdog Fantasy has a way for you to play alongside your favorite football team all season long with their Fantasy Pick'em game. You pick between two to five players, select whether they'll go higher or lower on one of their stats, then do what you usually do on a Sunday. Watch the games. You can win up to 20 times your money 
in a single game by going five for five. It's a fantasy game, and the sports betting show wants you to get involved. Go to underdogfantasy.com. When you sign up, use the promo code WIN, and Underdog will double your first deposit up to $100. That's underdogfantasy.com. Use the promo code WIN. Do you stream on a Roku, Fire Stick, Google TV, or Apple TV? Now you can watch 6ABC 24-7 with the 6ABC Philadelphia streaming app. And the big story on Action News. Search 6ABC Philadelphia and start streaming today. E-A-G-L-E-S. Eagles. We're back. Tell them, Rob. Let's hit that like button if you could. Friends, appreciate it. All right, Tone. So uh, a couple things to look at from an Eagles standpoint um, offensively. And, you know, this this plays into the, the Brian Johnson discussion that we were having uh, a little bit earlier. So um, the Bucks are a team, despite having some really good defensive players, Vita Vea among them, but they have a lot of good defensive players, good linebacking crew, uh, some talented guys for sure. Uh, they will tend to give up a big play. They've given up the sixth most big plays in football. That's 42 plays this season. They've given up of 25 yards or more. So that's sort of the, the parameter for a lot of teams is 25 or more in the air. So they've given up 42 of those this season. Um, the Eagles give it up 37 by comparison. But um, the Eagles themselves, zero pass plays, if you want to take it up a notch, zero pass plays of 40 yards or more in the last seven games. That's the first time that's happened uh, in 29 years. Hasn't happened since 1995. So, yeah, I mean, it's really real quick. If you just step out of this for a minute, if you look at what's happened in the last six weeks on both sides of the ball, it's disastrous stuff. Like you, I mean, on so many levels on defense, you can't stop the run. You can't get off the field on third down. Uh, You're giving up big plays on offense. You can't get a big play. You, you turn the ball over at an alarming rate. I mean, there's just a lot of bad going on. But anyway, uh, that's something that the Eagles are looking to do. They haven't been successful at it, but it could be there against this Bucks team uh, this week. It's, it's one of the weaknesses of a team that is, again, has got some talent on the defensive side of the ball, but it's been a massive issue. That may be a weakness for the Buccaneers, but what was a strength for the Eagles have now become a weakness of theirs, yeah. right? Yep. Everything that they pride them, prided themselves on, um, everything um, that this coaching staff prided itself on, you know, the explosive play on offense, right? Bending but don't break on defense. Um, being a team of passion and emotion and intensity and uh, being the emotional regulator like Nick Sirianni portrayed himself to be. All those things that the, all those things that made the Philadelphia Eagles successful are no longer working. And I think that's why this team has flatlined because the top three things that they relied on to make this offense go is not working. Mm-hmm. The defense, the bend but don't break attitude or philosophy, not working. Um, the explosive play or winning the explosive play battle is not working. Winning the turnover battle, not working. Those are those those were the three core values that helped this defense get to where it helped this team get to exactly where it wanted to get to last year. Now, none of those things are working. And then now this team is a shell, is a shell of themselves and they haven't been able to establish an identity outside of 
the things I mentioned prior. That's on that's on the coaching staff. That's on all parties involved. Everybody who's responsible for the way this offense is um, looking and responsible for how it's constructed. Everybody from top to bottom, it's been a failure all across the board. Yeah, uh, and you know if you drill down on it, why are we here? Like, how did we get here? Is it too much of hammering it into the, you know, the head of of, of Jalen that you got to do this? Therefore, he's forcing things. Not enough innovation and not enough accountability. Yeah. That's how I look at it. Yeah, not enough innovation and not enough accountability, and that stems from coaching. That stems from the front office. Um, that stems from the quarterback position as well. Um, they're all linked and tied at the hip. Um, although this, although Harry Roseman and the front office have their vision for how they want the team to win and how they want it to look, as a coaching staff, it's up to you to innovate and keep things fresh, keep things, uh, you know, to always stay ahead of the curve, right? Try to keep teams from getting on your heels. This team got fat off their success last year. The coaching staff in particular, they got fat from last year off their success, believing that they were just the greatest thing since sliced bread. And even back then in 2022, even when they were catching the league by storm, it was still a relatively simple offensive identity that they had. The RPO, it's 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 college, you know. It's 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 simple in, in nature. Yep. But overall, overall, they haven't been able to um, overcome uh, the mental lapses. Haven't been able to overcome teams catching up with them. In that regard, that's why we have what we have today. I think if I was looking at something that, that I put right up there that frustrates me the most about this team, it, it's an inability or an unwillingness to adapt. You know, there I've heard repeated repeatedly from Nick and, and even Brian Johnson. It's like we done that we've done this last year and we had great success with it. And it's like, okay, that's great. This isn't last year. And you're not as good as you were last year, number one. The quarterback's not playing as well as he played last year. And teams have adjusted to you. And there hasn't been the adjustment made on the Eagles' end. And, like, that, frankly, Tone, that really pisses me off. It'd be one thing if I felt like you just didn't have the horses and you weren't able to do it. But the fact that you're not willing to change your ways and it's kind of like, hey, man, it worked last year. I don't. I could care less if it worked last year. That doesn't affect anything. Right. What's happening this year? That that to me, like that's garbage, to me. That kind of stuff. I agree, hundred percent. Like it's 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 one of those. It's, it's it's getting fat off of your previous success. It's just getting getting comfortable. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I don't. I'm not rolling with that. You know, this team. You y'all made it to a Super Bowl last year. Everybody was watching y'all on the biggest stage. Everybody's seeing you guys like you know wreak havoc and. You don't think this, you don't think the league was studying you all off season? Yeah, you know it kind of sounds like we're beating a dead horse here, man. We've been talking about the same things for the past several weeks, and we've seen example after example after example that they are who they are. We saw it in the Cardinals game, saw it in the Giants game, saw it in the Seahawks game, saw it in all those games really that they lost. They have limitations. They have things that they can't that they can't afford. They, they can't get out of their own way. Whatever's going on in that building right now, I don't think it gets solved by you know in time for in, in time for a playoff matchup with the Buccaneers. Yeah, that that's the thing. It's like we've been saying for weeks now. Look in the mirror. 
change the way you're doing things, adjust, adapt. And I don't see it. It feels like every week it's the same thing. You know, you would think, Tone, in this game, even though Tampa's got, you know, Vita Vey and some some really good, you know, big dudes up front, they ran, the Eagles ran all over them, you know, back in week three. And Swift had a monster game and, you know, whatever. But do you feel confident that that's going to be the approach, that they'll just pound it down Tampa Bay's throat? I don't. I don't feel like that at all. It just feels like they won't take what's there. They're going to do what they think is how they want to go about things, I guess, for lack of a better word. Hmm. Fear is a hell of a motivator. Now, now, I say that because I'm curious to know how Nick Sirianni has been processing these past few weeks now that his 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 role has been called into question, mm-hmm. his impact as a head coach has been called into question, his leadership has been called into question, um, his football acumen has been called into question. Um, everything that he stands for, everything that he everything he prided himself on from the beginning up until now is now being called into question. Mm-hmm. I'm curious to know how much that lack of job security motivates him in this upcoming matchup against the Buccaneers. I'm curious to know if he's going to lean on what's working and not overthink it. You know what I mean? Um, in situations like this, when, you, when you're backed up against the wall, you tend to resort to what you know. You tend to resort to um, state things you're fully confident in. We'll see if it works, though. But I also wonder, like, how much of that is coming from upstairs, too? You know, this is what the Eagles want to do. This is how they want to attack. They want to get the big shot. They want they want to do that kind of thing rather than take a check down, take what's there, take what's given to them, run the ball, pound it down the team's throat. Like how much of that is predestined philosophy that goes into a game? Which, like to me, you can't. Then, have in, that, that. then in that case, Nick Sirianni is not the head coach. Howard Roseman is. Yeah, and, and that I, that yeah. is that's you know it's something you got to think about. Like one of the great things that Belichick did. Belichick, Belichick changed his defense almost every week. Mm-hmm. Do you know how crazy that is? Like he 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 adapted to whatever was going to take away the other team's yeah. strengths. There were weeks where a running back or whoever would be active, and then the following week they wouldn't be active because it's not a it don't it don't, it don't work from a matchup perspective. You yeah. know what I'm saying? So yeah, um, that speaks to the level of control he had in that in that organization. He had a lot of he had a lot of equity and a lot of um. A, a lot of leeway to get things done in that regard. Mm-hmm. Um, the, what the Philadelphia Eagles are doing and how they've done things, it's not sustainable in terms of the front office meddling and what happens on the football field. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You bring guys in to do a job because you, because you trust, you trust their football knowledge and so on and so forth. Let them do the job. And that's going to be the, something that's going to have to be, um, that's going to be have to, that's going to have to be something that's revisited in the offseason. Is this front office, is the ownership group capable of looking in the mirror and saying, okay, we've kind of we've been doing this thing all wrong, or maybe we need to pivot, or maybe we need to give a little, right? And I think whatever happens going forward, um, I think it's going to be Jeffrey Lurie inspired, and I think regardless of what happens, we're going to see a shift in the balance of powers. Yeah. I believe that. I believe there's going to be a shift in the balance of powers that's going to be demanded from um, Jeffrey Lurie. Howard Roseman has too much control of what happens on the football field. So you you think he'll ask him to just dial it back a little bit, let his coaches have more say is, is your read? I know it sounds far-fetched. 
but I think that's something that I have to hope for mm-hmm. as a fan, right? I'm not just a, uh, I'm not just your normal spectator, right? You and I are both fans, so we have to hope for the best because we actually care about the outcome. Mm-hmm. Um, Jeff Lurie has shown that he can do it. He's shown the propensity to, to do it in the past, pivoting from Reed to Chip, from Chip to Doug, Doug to Nick. He's pivoted a lot, mm-hmm. you know, in terms of how, what he's looking for and his head coach. He's shown an ability to do it. So um, I don't want to rob him of that opportunity now, especially when it's clear things need to change. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Fair enough. Interesting. Um, so in 2022, Eagles had 45 plays of 25 yards or more. That was the third most in the NFL. This year they have, like I said, 37. Down eight is a pretty big number. Um, So, again, I don't know that they'll keep force-feeding this thing when it comes to Tampa Bay. They they have Antoine Winfield. They have some players. Mm-hmm. Um, Or they'll just do whatever it takes to win a playoff game, which, yep. which should, the objective should be. Levante David, Devin White. They got some guys. They got some dogs over there. Mm-hmm. So we'll see, man. This uh, this Eagles team is uh, in for one. Uh, look, I'm not looking for this defense to be world beaters, right? Yeah. I'm looking for them to at least be ranked top 20 in something. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> Can you be top 20 in something? Well, I mean, here's the thing. you, uh, If we're being real about this, and we all understand that the Eagles are playing really bad football, but they also were gifted something here. They got the worst team in the playoffs, in my estimation. I, I mean it. If you look at every team that's left, Browns are better, in my opinion. Texans are better. Dolphins are better. Chiefs are better. Steelers are better. Bills are better. Packers are better. And you could argue that one. Uh, Cowboys are better. Rams are better. Lions are better. And then it comes down to the Eagles and the Buccaneers. Mm. They they have, in my opinion, the most favorable game. I know they're on the road. Right, I know they already beat them in the in the regular season. It's tough to beat teams twice. I all that I get it, but I think the way things sort of set up works out pretty well for them. But I would have thought the same thing the last two weeks. Here's the thing, right? This was a gift, believe it or not. This was a gift, and this this Eagles team, everything like you said, you're getting healthier. You got potentially the worst team in your conference plan right now in the Buccaneers. Just go win the damn game. Mm-hmm. Like, let's not let's not even overcomplicate this anymore. Win yeah. the damn game. That's it. That's it. Let's stop. If you want to show us and everybody that this isn't really who you are the last six weeks, great. You have that's a, a long time. Yeah, that's it's it's a month and a half. You have a, you have a golden opportunity now to say, "Hey, guess what? Whatever that was, it's over. It doesn't matter because this is all that counts now." Fine, go go out and do it, man. It's right there for you. Hey, let me update you on this too because I think this is interesting. When the Eagles played the Bucks the last time around, Tone, they mm-hmm. were missing the Bucks were missing a lot of key players. Mm-hmm. They got Carlton Davis back for this game. They have Jamel Dean back for this game. They have uh, Kalijah Cansey, who's very good. He's coming back for this game. My favorite guy, Yaya Diaby. Um, so he will be playing as well. So you got to let my my guy Yaya. So they have all those guys back uh, in this game. They're definitely healthier, as the Eagles will be too, uh, than they've been over the last, you know, whatever, however many weeks. So they are getting some bodies back. 
and oh, the Eagles God. have weaknesses that have been exposed over the past several weeks. The Blitz in particular, like yeah. How am I supposed to believe that this coaching staff and the quarterback are going to be prepared, are going to be fully prepared for what's coming? I, 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 that's the thing. I, they I don't think they've prepared well for a very long time. I, I've I, I have total questions tone across the board in in, a, in the coaching staff now. I have total yeah. questions in the way it's schemed up by Nick. I have the total questions about the way the game's called by. Did Brian you hear Jack. what Javon Hargrave said about the country club atmosphere? Yeah, basically it's kumbaya and you know it's it's very laid back. He said, "The Niners, you working hard here." You know what I'm saying? He said, "It's, it's just a different." And, and Hargrave isn't a isn't a hot take kind. No, of guy. he wasn't doing it in a way to bury the Eagles, but he was saying, "When I got here, it was like, oh damn, it was different." It was, it was I think days. he said, "We work every day," whereas there, it's a lot more chill. And I'm yeah. like, oh. and um, that couldn't have come out at a, at a worse time. And again. Hargrave isn't a clickbait dude, so no. I don't look at him as a guy who's trying to make headlines. That's never that's not his personality. Never has been, even with the Pittsburgh Steelers. He's always been a low key dude, the, uh, the gentle giant type. Um, yep. More, anytime you hear him speak, you got to really listen in because he's soft spoken. Like he doesn't really talk loud, so um, it just speaks volumes. I agree. Volumes. I think here's where it's especially bad tone. It's on the heels of Brian Baldinger. Howard Eskin, who was the sideline reporter mm-hmm. for the Eagles, both saying that Jordan Davis is blatantly out of shape. They're both Howard, DTs too. Hard Howard went as far as to say that he's being fined every week because he's overweight. He, he said that, that on, on WIP. Howard Eskin said that on WIP regarding Jordan Davis. Has, it, has that been proven as fact? I'm just telling you what he's reporting. I, I, I you know, I'm, I'm just giving you what he said, and he's a, wow. he's a sideline reporter for the team. So I believe Howard if he's saying that. And I certainly believe Baldy, who who lives in the film room, if he's looking at it and telling me this guy's just so far out of shape that he can't do anything. So I hear that, you know, and then you hear Hargrave. Right. And and I put those two together. I'm like, dude, you really better examine what's going on there. Like, I get it. I appreciate that you take care of the veterans who are pros. Here's what I mean right. by that. I have no doubt that Lane Johnson, Fletcher Cox, Brandon Graham, Jason Kelsey are going to do what they have to do to be in condition. You ever, pros, see those guys, you ever see those guys breathing hard and they can't play? I don't, okay? So I don't worry about them. But maybe with all the breaks that you give these guys, some young cats don't understand what it's about to be in how, shape. How is a 32, 33-year-old Fletcher Cox out enduring a 22, 23-year-old Jordan Davis? How? Well, I, I'll tell you how. One guy goes about his business the right way and the other guy doesn't. Fletcher Cox knows what it takes to be prepared. And that's the problem. When you give certain people rope, they take advantage of you. That that's the issue. It's hard. That's why it's hard to do things under one umbrella because everybody's different, but the younger guys understand conditioning or the older guys understand conditioning and what it takes to be ready. And some of the younger guys clearly don't. I pray to God Fletcher Cox comes back for one more year. I want one more year of Fletcher too. Just, just, just one more year. Just give me one more year. I need one more year with him. I need one more year with him keeping pressure on these dudes, Jordan Davis and Jalen Carter. I, I, need, I need one more year of him solidifying that this is how you be a pro. Just one more, give yeah. me one more year with these young guys, man. I think they need one more year of the, uh, of an ass whooping from Fletcher Cox. They need one more year of embarrassment, letting them know that this old man is outrunning them. They need one yeah. more year of that. You know what I'm saying? And he can still um, play. 
He can still play. And he can still play. He can still play. So I hope Fletcher Cox comes back on some kind of some kind of deal. I mean, I don't care what it is, man. Just get just get him back. The dude is yeah. still uh, even if he's even if he becomes the the rotation the rotational guy. I would love to have him back, man. But, but um, nonetheless, though, JD, he, yeah, he, he has he he has to wear this this two years in a row. People are talking about your conditioning. Yeah, two years in a row. And your rookie year, I, I'll give you more of a pass. But you know, you went through it last year. You know what it took to 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 be ready, and you weren't ready again. This made year. it all the way wonder. to a Super Bowl, all the way yeah. to a Super Bowl. So you you yeah. know what it takes at the highest. You you know what it takes from a motor standpoint, yeah. from, from an endurance thing. You know, you know. Yeah, and he's not a rookie again, man. Yeah, and that and the other the other part too is I just wonder when you have somebody who's he he's like what is I mean I'm being kind here what would you say he's three fifty ish I think he's like I think he's flirting with three forty three fifty okay something like that so I, he may be more than that if he's he's you know getting fined for for you know weigh-ins right but, right right this is only what, what was being recorded right now I'm okay so right now I don't I don't know how recent how updated this is but I see three thirty six. Okay, so whatever he is, my point six, is, six, two, three, six. I just worry about a dude that big is just going to be able to stay, you know, stay in condition, man, and and stay at the the, the right weight. I, I I've talked about this before. You know, mm-hmm. Charles Barkley had a great line. Uh, he was talking about when he got into the NBA, and he was with he came to a Sixers team that had Julius Irving and Moses Malone and Andrew Tony and Mo like studs, Hall of Famers, like literally Hall of Famers. And he was he was an unbelievable talent, but he wasn't in shape. And Moses Malone grabbed him and said, listen, you got a lot of talent. He said, you're fat and out of shape. If you want to be great, you got to get in shape or you're just going to be a guy in this league. And Barkley listened to him and got in great shape and became a Hall of Famer. So I, I hope and I'm not, I'm not saying somebody hasn't done this. They may have. But I'm hoping someone can have that conversation with him and say, dude, you got too much talent, and we need you too bad for this to be a thing. Like you got to get it together. You know, you owe it to us. Not only do you owe it yourself, you owe it to us too. Get your act together. Yeah, um, Jordan. Jordan Davis is a. You know, listen to this, right? But um, Lane Johnson, he's a right tackle, and Lane Johnson currently weighs. Let me make sure I got this right because. It's hard for him to keep this weight on. That's why I, that's why I say it. Lane yeah, Johnson, not, yeah. Lane Johnson weighs three twenty five. He's six six three twenty five. Weighs about maybe ten or fifteen pounds less than uh, Jordan Davis. Mm-hmm. Same height though, six six. Mm-hmm. Lane Johnson, I think by trade when he first started playing, he was a quarterback, right? Correct. He went from quarterback to tight end to defense, but he 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 was a junior college quarterback. Like this is that. It wasn't like that long ago. It wasn't like right. when he was right. five years old. He, yeah. he was a ju- he was a JUCO quarterback, and became a tight end, and eventually became an offensive tackle. Right. Yep. Yep. He spoke about this uh, a few years back when he was in the barn. He has to regularly try to keep the weight on. Yep. Like he like he 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 can't just relax, and you know how people could just. Relax and you know they'll they'll gain weight if they're not doing anything. Yeah. No, he'll start to shrink. Yeah, his metabolism is that he'll 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 get back to a, 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 not a skinny, but like a, a, a right. taller guy who isn't jacked. Yeah, right, right. So he has to fight to keep the weight on. Yep. Jordan Davis, on the other hand, says he's a naturally bigger dude. Clearly, he's got to fight to keep it off. You got to fight to keep the weight off. Yeah. And that and it's it's the same kind. It's the same battle, but you're just pushing and pulling in two different directions. Yep. I, I think Jordan Davis needs to 
get with Lane Johnson because Lane Johnson works hard to keep it on. He stays yeah. in the barn. Yep. JD, you work with Lane Johnson, you'll definitely keep the weight off. Did yeah. they get it in in the barn? No, I, I they promise do. you that right now. Oh, Baldy works. Hurts works out with him in the barn. Yeah, Baldy works out with Lane in the offseason in the barn sometimes. Yep. You know what yep. I'm saying? Um, yep. uh, Landon, you know, yep. Cam, Jerry. Yep. So, like, listen, man, uh, JD has a promising future ahead of him if he can stay in shape. No one questions the talent, no one questions his ability. He's shown an ability to get to the quarterback. He when he when he was hot earlier in the season, mm-hmm. showed an ability to get to the quarterback, showed an ability to get off the block easily. Um, hawking down um, J- Josh Allen, I think that was the last we saw of Jalen Carter. Yeah, <laughs> that was the last. Right, I agree. Him, I mean, you're right. That was he. <laughs> he, he popped the gasket <laughs> when you know when he you know when he uh, chased down Josh Allen. Whatever oh. wh- whatever we thought he had left, it was it was all exhausted in that play. <laughs> We'll never see that Jordan Davis again for the rest of the year. I'll tell you that right now. That's funny, man. That's funny. Uh, all right, let's uh, let's hit it. Let's come back. Let's give out some grades. Uh, we will grade. We'll walk through the offense, the defense, coaching, uh, front office as well. Everybody, uh, you, you know, will will get a grade here. So we'll do that when we come back. Don't go anywhere. Tony Shields, Rob Ellis, hanging with you on this Thursday. We are Sports Take. I want to tell you about Jim Murray and Principal Financial Group because knowing who to trust with your finances, it's tough right? It's tough. If you've been down the road of trying people who really didn't have your best interest at heart, then you know, you know exactly what I'm talking about. And I found the right person and Jim Murray and Principal Financial Group, whether it's retirement planning, 401k review, insurance review, you might have a small business, you need help with your employee benefits. That's another resource that Jim can help you with. I personally have entrusted IRAs, 401k rollovers with Jim, and it's the best thing that I ever did. And you will be happy as well. Trust me when I tell you that. Give him a call, 610 996-4751, 610-996-4751, 996-4751, You can also email him as well. Murray, M-U-R-R-A-Y dot Jim at principal.com. That's Murray dot Jim at principal.com. Go to get your game on. Go for the beers. Go for the cheers. Go for the hit and the hits. Go for the stakes and the stakes. Go to get your parlay on. Go to get your party on. Go for the scene. Go for the screens. Go for the gallery. Go for the win. Go to Ocean. Visit theoceanac.com to plan your visit. At Pond Lee Hockey, we've recovered billions of dollars for our clients, and we're confident we can do the same for you. With over 250 years of combined courtroom experience, we've helped over 100,000 injured clients obtain some of the largest settlements in Pennsylvania. One conversation is all it takes to help you and your family get back on track. If you've been injured in an accident, give Pond Lee Hockey a call. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank.
Underdog Fantasy has a way for you to play alongside your favorite football team all season long with their Fantasy Pick'em game. You pick between two to five players, select whether they'll go higher or lower on one of their stats, then do what you usually do on a Sunday. Watch the games. You can win up to 20 times your money in a single game by going five for five. It's a fantasy game. And the sports betting show wants you to get involved. Go to underdogfantasy.com. When you sign up, use the promo code WIN, and Underdog will double your first deposit up to $100. That's underdogfantasy.com. Use the promo code WIN. Do you stream on a Roku, Fire Stick, Google TV, or Apple TV? Now you can watch 6ABC 24-7 with the 6ABC Philadelphia streaming app. And the big story on Action News. Search 6ABC Philadelphia and start streaming today. E-A-G-L-E-S. Eagles. All right, we're back. Yes, we are. Sports Take, Vegas Sports YouTube Network. Rob Ellis, Tone DeShields, hanging out with you. All right, so Bill Belichick and Robert Kraft are meeting with the media as we speak, Tone. Uh, Belichick uh, said this. To me, this is a day of gratitude and celebration. Thanks to Krafts. Uh, after Robert, I'd like to thank all the assistant coaches. Robert Kraft standing alongside him. Looks like both guys handling this thing uh, very well. Very well. Uh, this Joe is how Brady. it's supposed to go. Exactly. You know, when, when you've achieved so much success with someone, things don't always end exactly how you intended. When you go on a ride this long, it's hard to dictate the terms of it. You know, the best you can do is try to have as much success as you can along the way. Mm-hmm. And God willing, at the end of it, you all can shake hands and say, damn, it was a hell of a run. Right. And that's exactly what that is right now. And they should be proud of themselves. You know, it's nothing, no no reason to be sad, in my opinion. Uh, agreed. Handled very, very well. I, I agree by both parties so far, uh, for sure. And I'll pass along anything he said. Belichick said, I haven't seen this many cameras since we signed Tebow. That's how he started off. But anyway. That is hilarious. Uh, yeah, I, forgot, so that, I completely forgot they did that. I, I know. Me too, right? Um, all right. So um, let's dig into a couple things here, uh, Tone, uh, in terms of grades. And let's start with quarterback. And we're going to go through players, like I said. We'll go through coaches, and then that includes assistant coaches, and we'll go through Howie Roseman uh, as well. But let, let's start with that one. Um, what grade would you give Jalen Hurts for the season that he's had? Okay, so, right. You know, I always say his, his, his 2022 season and 2023 seasons aren't that different except for the turnovers, mm-hmm. right? So, for me, knowing what, I, knowing what I've seen – from him in 2022, because I would consider that an A, right? In 2022, you know, he he, he was a oh 100. Scored, I think it's an A plus. Scored a lot, um, got the teams to the Super Bowl. Didn't turn the ball the, over in the conference. Didn't turn the ball over. Was efficient. Was effective. Was dynamic. Yep. Was a dual th- he, he, for for what he does for his, you know for for his realm of the position. He was an A without an A plus without a shadow of a doubt. He was he was great. He was a runner up candidate for the MVP. He was great. Um, he did get hurt, missed two games. Um, so I probably give him the A because he missed the two games. I need I need my quarterback to stay healthy, so I probably give him the A. It would have been an A plus if he was healthy all all seventeen, but I give him an A. 
Um, also for the turnover of the Super Bowl, that was pretty crucial. You, you lose yep. some points for that. Yep. So he'll so he'll get a solid A for me, which is great still, right? Mm-hmm. If if your kid comes home with an A, you're pretty good. You're not going to kill him for the puck, right? Yep. No, biggers can't be choosers. So uh, we got an A performance in 2022. This year, I would have to drop him down to a B minus, borderline C plus because um, the turnovers was dramatic, dramatic. It was such a dramatic swing in turnovers. Um, if I had to hopes, if I had to stand pat on something, I would have given him a B minus because there was a point where he was in the MVP conversation. You know, he had he's had some spe- he's, he's had some spectacular moments throughout the year, some signature moments. He's beaten the high he's beaten the um the highest quality of quarterback he's ever seen um in his career. He's beaten Josh Allen, he's beaten Patrick Mahomes, um, he beat Matthew Stafford. Uh um he's 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 beaten actually, if you want to think about it, in terms of the in terms of the quarterbacks who are in the playoffs, um, he's beaten a handful of them. He's beating Tua. He's beating Pat. He's beating Pat. Uh, he's beating Josh. He's beating Dak. He's beating Matthew. He's beating um he he he's beating um um Baker Mayfield. He's beating about five of the quarterbacks that's currently in the playoff. Five or six of the quarterbacks is currently in, in, in the playoffs right now. So right. he has some signature moments, but the turnovers are damning, and the collapse by the team is damning, and the inability to pick up the blitz at this point is damning. So I give him a B minus, all things considered. That's very funny, man. Um, so I, I don't want to reveal everything else, but I don't know if you could. It's hard with the back backdrop, but anyway, it, I have a B minus also. So I'll tell you why I have a B minus. Yeah. Uh, I have a B minus on a lot of fronts. One, first of all, it's not a bad grade. Um, his he's still a very dynamic player. He's still a guy who makes a lot of plays. Um, he's still a guy who is capable of putting you on his shoulders and and you know, carrying a team, um, first and foremost, the turnovers are, are, are almost at an absurd level this year. You know, I know Josh Allen's turned it over a ton too, but um, yeah, Josh Allen to me makes more big plays, at least this year, than Jalen has. Yeah. But I, I I think the turnover... More t- I mean, he's more talented. It's, it's okay to say that he's more talented. He's clearly more gifted than Jalen. Yeah, Jalen. I mean, the, the arm stronger, the whole nine, we, we, we know. Uh, but but anyway, uh, uh, he he's turned it over too much for me. And a lot of the things you just laid out, like I, I think... Look, I don't think his coaching staff has done him any favors. Um, I don't. I don't think Agreed. they've helped him. And mm-hmm. I think that plays into it, and it has to play into it. But the bottom line is we're going to judge him based off of what we saw. And I, I think making the mistakes that he's made, the inability to or will unwillingness to take what's what's underneath, it looks like he's stepped back a little bit in blitz recognition. Um, for all of these reasons, he's taken a step back. I have him at an A-plus this year. I have him at a B-minus. B-minus is not a bad grade. But you need more than a B minus out of Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts needs to be absolutely like A minus, you know, kind of guy. Um, and the way he's played, especially the last five six weeks, has coincided with the team slip, and that's not a coincidence. Right. Here's the thing, right? All these things that were working against them, the turnovers and the coaching changes and whatnot, and the lack of coaching um, ingenuity, all those things that were working against them, not having a, a even a okay defense. Um. You know all those things working. You know the uh, the schedule. They have, yeah, not a lot things, of short fields. You know all those right. kind of things. Yeah, all those things working against him, and he still delivered a from technically still delivered a better season than last year, minus turnovers, minus turnovers. Right, he scored more touchdowns. He's put up more yards. Um, he's throwing the ball more. He's throwing the ball nearly a hundred times more. Um, yet the completion percentage is still relatively the same. 
I like those numbers. So that tells me he he can play he can play the position. Mm-hmm. He can play the position effectively, efficiently, and he can get you in the end zone. But he has to protect the ball a lot better going into the next season. Yep. Yep. He has to. And I think that's something that can be handled. I don't think that's something that, especially when you that hasn't been your MO your entire career. You have you have one rough year doing it. I'll I'll let you slide, right? Mm-hmm. Sam Donald, he's been a turnover machine since college, right? So that's so that's something that we have to acknowledge with him, right? That followed right. him all into, into the NFL. Right. Josh Allen, turnover machine in college, turnover machine in the NFL. Mm-hmm. You know, so that's a constant thread with him, right? Jalen Hurts, that's never really been the case. This is the first year we've ever seen him turn the ball over at this rate. So yeah. um, I would like to – same thing with Dak Prescott. Dak Prescott protects the ball. Yep. Last year he had a bad year. He had more turnovers than games played. Mm-hmm. So uh, I look at Dak Prescott as a guy that that's not who he is. That was just a rough year. Jalen Hurts, same thing. That's not who he is, just a rough year. But it's damning. And there are still some things surrounding his, his game this, this year that's, that's giving me cause to pause. Like, again, you said it, blitz recognition. Um, not taking what they're giving you and looking so far downfield that you can't even see Devonta Smith coming coming across the field, right? Right. But I think part of that has been coached into him, and I think he needs somebody that's going to tell him, "Hey, look, there's nothing wrong with taking the five yard, six, seven yard gain, throwing it to your guy on the completing it for about maybe three or four air yards. He takes it 15 yards though. So you got to trust. You got you got to trust what you're seeing and get the ball out of your hands quickly because that keeps the defense on their toes. Yeah, I, I think that yeah, the notion that a twenty-five-year-old in his third year as a starter is a finished product is insane. Yeah, is a finished product and can't get better. And we can't look back at this and say, you know what? Uh, I, we could look back in three years from now and say, you know, Jalen learned a lot from this year. Yeah, he really yeah. he had, he had and, to do some things a little bit differently to, to take think, a different approach. Yeah, and to think that he's not going to have crazy. any bumps along the way of becoming a franchise quarterback is insane as well. To think that. Right. You can't acknowledge the rough patch and someone's growth is insane. Yeah, it is. It is. So I, I think it's also part of just the byproduct of our society now. But anyway, uh, he he is far from a write off. It's been a little bit. It's been disappointing this year. Yeah, yeah he had a rough year. Yeah. I'm and, gonna, I'm, I'm and you know what? He reflects the whole team, you know, in terms of that. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm going to go B minus. All right. Next up. Th- this to me is a pretty easy one. Uh, and I'll just throw AJ Brown's an A all day. Uh, he he came out. He played. He balled out from the jump. Um, you know, I know there's been some rough patches in terms of addressing the media and all that kind of mm-hmm. stuff. Whatever. I, I, I'm not worried about that. I, I think his heart's in the right place. Did he necessarily handle that thing? Not talking the, the greatest way. No, but he even it said wasn't. It, well, it wasn't flawless, but you know, no. And he acknowledges much, but but whatever. Like that doesn't do anything to affect this grade. The guy's been exactly what you hoped he would have been when you traded for him with the Titans, and then some. Um, and he's a beast. So he's an A all day. This is one I don't even have to think about. Yeah, um, he's definitely an A for me. Um, he surpassed his uh, his previous season. Oh, no, he just, he was short by 40 yards. Never mind, I take that back. Um, but regardless, though, still had an amazing year, on par with the last year. Um, less touchdowns, obviously, but that's just the overall the offense the, has of the offense in general. Yeah. Um, but – um, if you look at those numbers, 17 games played, he's been fully healthy all year, minus a little tweak at the end of the season. Mm-hmm. Um, 158 targets, 106 receptions, um, just over 1,400 yards, uh, averaged almost 14 yards a, a catch, seven touchdowns, a, accounted for 70 first down conversions, which is a career high by a long shot for him. His career high prior to this season was 
59 first down receptions. Mm. This year he has 70. So That's he awesome. was a so he was a chain mover yeah. uh, for the Philadelphia Eagles. Um over half of his receptions resulted in first downs. Think about that. Yeah. So yeah. So so that's that's clear cut production for him. Uh, so yeah, AJ Brown gets an A for me, um, without questioning. All right, so I think we're in agreement there. Um, you know, Devontae Smith, I'm going to go A minus. Uh, you know, I thought he had a really good year. Um, he's he's not, you know, he's not AJ Brown. He's he's you know he's Robin, and that's okay. He's a, he's a phenomenal Robin. Um, you know, I debated a B plus, but. The guy's a thousand yard receiver. He's an excellent route runner. There aren't a lot of weaknesses. I think he's a tough guy. Uh, you know, as long as you're not asking to be a lead blocker, uh, I'm I'm happy with it. Um, but there's a lot of things to like uh, about Devontae. and I think he goes about his business the right way too. So I'm I'm in, believe it or not, Devontae, Devontae guy. Believe it or not, Devontae's a better blocker than the running backs we have. Yeah, yeah. Devontae's a willing blocker. He throws his body around. Yeah, like he, you know, believe it or not, he's been a part of some pretty key blocks. Yeah. Um, I'm going to give Devontae an A because okay. I'm looking at it from the perspective of the role he's in, who he's playing next to, what he's been asked to do, the opportunities that he was actually given um, with this coaching staff who struggled to get guys involved. Um, You know, with the up and down play, how strong he came alive in the second half of the season after the bye week, especially when Goddard went down. Um. I think I I think Devontae's been everything, everything he you know everything is you know just like last year. I mean, I just think the overall team production is which just which just went down. But l- let's look at the numbers, right? In twenty twenty two, he accounted for one hundred thirty six targets, ninety five catches, um, one thousand one hundred ninety six total yards receiving, and seven touchdowns, averaging um, just over twelve yards a, a catch, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Accounted for 57 first down catches. Over half of his catches were for first downs. In 2023, his targets went down. His um his targets uh, went down by 24. So he has 112 targets in 2023, um, with 81 receptions to boot. So think about this, right? His targets dropped by 24. His receptions dropped by 14. So. It's on par. You give he's him more making the most of what he's getting still. Yeah, he's, make, he, he's making the most of what he's getting, right? Yeah. On top, on top of that, from a yardage standpoint, he accounted for um just over a thousand yards, one thousand sixty six, averaged just over thirteen yards a catch. So his so 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 his catch average, his yard average per catch went up. Um, seven touchdowns just like last year. Um, accounted for forty seven of his receptions accounted for first downs. So still more than half of his catches. Um, resulting in first down attempts or or, or first down conversions. Um, I think he's. I think I mean, he played one less game too because yeah, of the he injury. missed the last game. So who's so who's to say he probably wouldn't have eclipsed, you know, his previous number? We don't know. But overall, though, um, for a guy that really wasn't getting used that much in the first part of the season, came alive in the second. I give I, I give Devontae an A for, for for his entire That's situation. That's fair enough. That's and fair also, enough. here's something we here's something to think about too. So far. Through three seasons with the Philadelphia Eagles, um, Devontae has accounted for um, 240 catches through 50 games played, um, 3,100 receiving yards, averages just over 13 yards a catch, 19 touchdowns, 147 first downs. More than half of his total, more than half of his total receptions account for first downs. The dude is a the dude is a producer. 
No doubt. So yeah, Devontae's an A man. Um, easily the best wide receiver, probably probably the most talented wide receiver they've ever drafted. Okay. Uh, let me give you two things. Uh, college football related. Dan Lanning, who was the head coach at Oregon, is staying at Oregon. He was thought to be a candidate for Alabama. Uh, he is not going anywhere. And uh, Quinn Ewers, the quarterback for Texas, is coming back for another season. All right. So there's two college football uh, notes. All right. Let's jump to Dallas Goddard. Uh, Tony, you get first crack at this one. Dallas Goddard. Mm, this one is going to disappoint a lot of people. But um, if I'm being if I'm if I'm being completely unbiased when it comes to a guy like Dallas Goddard, fact of the matter is. Dallas Goddard gets like a C plus for me. It's a C plus. And here's why. It's unbelievable. We're on the same page, but go ahead. Here's why. Two years in a row, he can't stay healthy. Say what you want about how he got hurt. Tell But his 2023 and 2022 campaign has been underwhelming. Especially when you think about the opportunities that was that was there in, in 2022 for sure, but he just couldn't stay healthy for him. And 2023, he just wasn't getting opportunities in the first part of the season, so I don't put that on him. And then when he finally started getting his opportunities, he gets hurt. You know what I mean? I just feel yeah. like I feel like the past two years, but by 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 Dallas Goddard has been underwhelming in comparison to what I think he's capable of. You know, a guy like Dallas Goddard. Listen, last year in 12 games, did you know he had 700 yards through 12 games? Yeah, that's pretty remarkable. I mean, he was on pace to get a thousand for sure. If you if he if he'd have been healthy, the Eagles would have had a thousand yard, two thousand yard receivers. Well, that's assuming because maybe Devontae doesn't have the same amount of opportunities. But nonetheless, you would have had a tight end with at least eight hundred and fifty yards minimum. Um, he would have had more touchdowns. You know, the, like this year here, this year he only had three touchdowns, five hundred and ninety two receiving yards, um, eighty three targets, fifty nine catches. He's better than this. He's better than this. You know, they didn't use him in the first part of the season. Then he gets hurt. I, like, the injury stuff is something that I really hold against him because it's been plaguing him throughout his entire career. How like, how, how can you be a dominant force if you can't stay healthy? Mm-hmm. So, I don't know, man. I just feel like Dallas Goddard has been MIA all year. Um, Whenever he's gotten opportunities, he's definitely maximized them. But I don't know, man. I, I, just, I just can't. I just feel like he should be way more effective than what he is. So I'll give him a C plus. Yeah. He's missed too much time. He's missed too much time to get a good grade. I mean, he has, and it's, it's every year and we all know the talent that's there, but it does, you know, ultimately, mm-hmm. you know, he can't make a club in the tub. So, uh, I, and he I missed, see- and he missed three, he missed three crucial games too. Yeah. In the middle crucial. of the gauntlet. Yeah. Uh, so I, I'll go C plus as well, because when he actually gets the ball thrown to him and I, and, and, when you look at the all 22, there are oppor- there are more opportunities for him that are there than he's given. So I'll give mm-hmm. him a little bit of a pass on that. That's more on Jalen, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, the guy's talented. Nobody argues that, but he misses too much time, and the numbers just aren't there. For, whether it's his fault or not, they're not there. Um, so right. C+. Plus. Let's go offensive line tone. I'll start. Um, you know, we, we, we always point out this is arguably the best offensive, offensive line in football. I think they've been a B-level offensive line this year. Yeah, I agree with you 100%. They have um, not picked B, up the blitz well B minus, enough. They've been flirting around there. Yeah, they haven't run the ball consistently, and I get it. Like a lot, Some of this falls on the coaches. Some of it falls on Jalen, too. 
But nonetheless, I, I think you've seen the level of play just go down a little bit. Uh, you know, and some of that's to be expected. You got some guys who are getting older at this point. They're not going to be quite a game material all the time. Uh, do I still feel good about them? Yes. Yes, I do. Do I think they're invincible like I used to? No, I don't. Right. Um, so I, I'm going to go B because I, I will still take my chances with Kelsey and, and Lane Johnson and Mylotta. I think the guard play has been uh, – well, Dickerson's been good. I think Jurgens has been solidish, not spectacular. So, yeah, man, B. Like, if your passing game and running game aren't clicking necessarily, like the Eagles isn't, some of that falls on them. So I'm, I'm going to go B for the O-line. Yeah, simple as that. Um, I agree with you. Everything you said I agree with. Um, I feel like the most consistent guys on the O-line have been um, Jordan Melata and Landon Dickerson. Um, I feel like Lane, um, for his standards, has been just just below that. Um, Kelsey, I think the same thing. Um, again, they've been spectacular. So that's the thing. They've been great. They're pro bowlers. They're going to be all pros again probably this year. But for their standard, that just speaks to how great they are, right? When you're that good, people notice the dips. People notice when you get beat. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, um, yeah, I, th- I give the offensive line – I give the offensive line a, a B minus. Okay. Give them B minus. I'm, ro- I'm rolling with that. All right. Uh, I- I'm going to hop over to the defensive side here, and, I'll, and we'll, we'll start – you get first crack at this one. We'll start with Hassan okay. Reddick. Hassan Reddick, where, where are you at with him? Hassan gets – he gets a B. Mm-hmm. Hassan gets a B for me, a solid B, because I feel like he's been the brightest spot on the defensive line. He's the only double-digit sack guy you have. Four straight seasons with double-digit sacks. Um, the, for, for the first part of the year, I felt like he was doing way better in defending the run. Second half of the year, um, he fell off, but I also think it's more so a byproduct of those D tackles falling off against the run because they help him in that regard. And then the linebackers, same thing. So, um. I, I give Hassan Reddick a solid B. Again, double-digit sacks um, has been the highlight or maybe the most consistent guy on the defensive line other than Fletcher Cox. Mm. Um, yeah. yeah. And also, he's getting misutilized a lot in these past several weeks. So um, I'm, I'm, rolling, I'm rolling with a B for, um, for uh, Hassan Reddick. Well, I think it absolutely has to be taken into account that there's been some malpractice, <laughs> to say the least, in how he's been handled. Yeah. Uh, and he's tried to be the good soldier about it, but you can even tell when he's asked, he's just like, I'm doing what I'm asked to be done. Like he's not, not taking yeah. shots, but you can see he's not helping. No, for sure. He's yeah. definitely a team guy. Definitely a leader. I'm surprised Hassan Reddick doesn't have a, a C on his chest. Hassan Reddick has, has always conducted himself like a captain yeah. over the past couple seasons, in my opinion. But I'm I'm going to, I'm going to go, I'm going to go B plus for him. He's okay. still in double digits. Um, he hasn't been as good. Even when he's had opportunities, I think one of the things he's starting to do now, Tone, if you watch a little bit, over pursue a little bit, he's over pursuing just because he's pressing, and that's natural human nature. You want to make a play for your team. You feel like you haven't had a sack in a while. You're going to do things maybe to get yourself out of your element, which could hurt you or the team a little. And I again, I think it's human nature to press. And I think he's pressed a little. The B plus is still pretty damn good grade. Um, he's still good, and he's got one more year, and he's lived up to exactly what you'd hoped he would be. But he hasn't been as good as last year. He's he's Listen. taking a step back. Definitely. And last year was a career gear by a long shot for him. He had 19 and a half sacks yeah. on the season, including the playoffs. 
Um, he hasn't touched anything like that ever in his career. So he was he 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 was on a tear last year. You know, you're yeah. never. I'll put you this way: you're never as bad as your worst year. You're never as great as your best year either. You yeah. know, you're always somewhere somewhere in between. Absolutely. And you you know, and this season has been par for the course for the main part of his career. When you think about the one year in Carolina, the last year in Arizona, you know, that's been 11, 12, 13 sacks, right? Um, the 16 sack season with the Eagles was the anomaly. Then you added in the playoffs, 19 and a half. So, um, yeah, I think a B is reasonable. Look, I put you this way: if my kid was a habitual B student, just straight B's all across the board, hey, I'll, I'll take it. Same. That's who you. It's who you are, and mm-hmm. I'll roll with it. You know I what agree. I mean? I, I agree so. with you 100. I would have been thrilled to be with B's across the board as a student. <laughs> anyway, that's a whole different discussion. Uh, Josh Sweat, Josh Sweat. I, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go in C plus. Yeah, C plus. Started man. strong, cooled off. Wants to tell you about all his pressures. That's great. Uh, I want to see sacks, man. But where are you at with him? He did more than cool off. Yeah, that man went. That man went ice cold. Uh, let's 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 put it in perspective. So, Josh Sweat, second behind second behind Hassan Reddick in team sacks. He played all he played all seventeen games. Um, uh, forty three uh forty three total tackles. Um, seven tackles for loss. Two forced fumbles. You know, he went so cold in the second half of the season. It's so easy to overlook what he has done. Um, he had he he played a career high by a long shot in um in snaps. You know, Josh Sweat overall, man, I think I think a C plus is reasonable okay. because when they needed him most in the second half of the season. He was a uh, he was he was he was pretty much a no show from a sack standpoint. Um, here we go. So I have his final snap count on, on the season. Um, prior to this season, his career high in snaps was in 2021, and that was 655 total defensive snaps uh, through 16 games played, and that accounts for 62 percent of the total defensive snaps available to him in 2021. Yeah. In 2023, that number skyrockets to 828 total defensive snaps through 17 games played, no injuries, which accounts for 71% of the total defensive snaps that was available to him. So he played a career high in snaps by a long shot. Yeah. And could that have played a factor in his motor? Absolutely. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, at some point, you got to settle in. And you got to get back on the horse. Yeah. And he and he hasn't really been able to get back on the horse. Is it fatigue related? Maybe. Is it coaching related? Maybe. But overall, the production states um, that Josh Sweat has had a down year. But also, one can argue, one can argue that when you think about Josh Sweat's career in totality, this year is kind of par for the course. In 2020, he had six sacks through 14 games played. Yeah. In 2021, he had seven and a half through uh, through 16 games played. 2022, he had 11 sacks the career year through 16 games played. And then 2023, he had six and a half sacks. So if you want to take his last four seasons, the anomaly is the 2022 year. The career year is in 2022 where everybody had a career year. Right. So – 
is six and a half sacks more so who he is. Good point. Yeah, everybody we have, went bananas last year. That's a good. Point. Right, right. So we kind of have to lean more towards the fact that six and a half, seven sacks, seven and a half, maybe eight. That's more so who he is, rather than a perennial double digit sack guy. Now, me personally, if you ask me, do I think Josh Sweat can be a perennial double digit sack guy? I say yes. I think he has the talent, the skill set, has the range, the length, the body type, the athleticism. Um, um, the ferociousness. I think he. I think he can be a perennial double, the, the perennial double digit sack guy because of the skill set. But I think he was tested this year in terms of motor, and um, I think he's going to have to get. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts, so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus. You can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Back in the lab and try to make sure he's good to go for another season, potentially like this one. Good point. Good point. All right, let's do this. Let, let's, uh, we're going to pick it back up with Jalen Carter and Jordan Davis. So we'll do that when we come back. We're going to run through the rest of the defense. We're going to hit all the coordinators, Desai, Patricia, Johnson. We'll hit Nick Sirianni, and we'll hit Howie Roseman when we come back. All right? So don't go anywhere. Tony Shields, Rob Ellis, Sports Take, Jacob Sports, YouTube Network. I want to tell you right now about Pro Action Restoration. Yes, Pro Action Restoration. You know me, man. I will sing their praises because I had a lot of issues here uh, at the house. And the job that they did for me was absolutely amazing. Uh, they cleaned it up. They fixed the problem. They handled the drywall, they handled the paint, they handled the carpet, everything. You name it across the board, it was one-stop shopping. If you have any issues with water, fire, smoke, or mold damage to your property or uh, your house or a business that you have, whatever the case may be, uh, Pro Action Restoration is on call 24 hours, seven days a week to assist. They are licensed, bonded, fully insured, and they've been serving the tri-state area for more than two decades ProAction will work in conjunction with your insurance company. So again, water, fire, smoke damage, mold remediation, you name it, they can handle it. Give them a call, 610-623-3760, 610-623-3760, or online at ProActionRestoration.com. That's ProActionRestoration.com. professional sports coach will tell you there's no substitution for preparation. At Malamutton Associates, that is a tenet by which we live. We prepare from day one for victory. Anything less is not acceptable. Go passionately. 
Go fearlessly. Go confidently. Go first! <clears throat> Go confidently towards your goals with First Trust, Philly's hometown bank for nearly 90 years, and the official bank of the Philadelphia Eagles. We're focused on getting you over the goal line. So go with conviction. Go with trust. Go first! And go forward with us by your side. First Trust Bank, the official bank of Philadelphia dreams. Oh, and go birds. Underdog Fantasy has a way for you to play alongside your favorite football team all season long with their Fantasy Pick'em game. You pick between two to five players, select whether they'll go higher or lower on one of their stats, then do what you usually do on a Sunday. Watch the games. You can win up to 20 times your money in a single game by going five for five. It's a fantasy game, and the sports betting show wants you to get involved. Go to underdogfantasy.com. When you sign up, use the promo code WIN, and Underdog will double your first deposit up to $100. That's underdogfantasy.com. Use the promo code WIN. Rob Ellis, we were in the midst of giving our Eagles grades out, um, and we will continue to do so. We ran through the offense, a couple players on defense. Let's pick it back up, Tone. You get first crack on this one. Uh, Jalen Carter. Jalen Carter. Eagles. Mm. Jalen Carter came out the gate busting, and then uh, obviously the whole defense kind of just uh, slowed down in totality. Um, he is the rookie of the group, and he also was the highest-graded defender for the Philadelphia Eagles um highest graded defender for the Philadelphia Eagles um after the 2023 season which says a lot for a rookie being graded as your best player or your or your most effective player um got to give a lot of credit where credit is due um he's a rookie so I'm definitely grading on the curve um I I I, I gotta give him an a minus a minus is a rookie you, you you lead the team as far you know according to PFF the highest graded defender on your team mm-hmm. you know um, you were getting sacks. Let's let's look at the numbers real quick. You know, before we get too far away from it, I mean, and remember it, when you when you when you're looking not you, but like when you're looking at D tackles, the, the the numbers are going to look a lot different than edge rushers. Exactly, D tackles. Let's put it this way: if you have a double, if if you have a, a D tackle that's regularly getting double, regularly getting double digit sacks, he's a Hall of Famer. Yeah, he gets. Let's put it that way, right? Yep. But you know, typically your average DT flirts around four, five sacks a year, maybe six. Um, that's kind of where they flirt around, you know, just your average D tackle if they're good. Jalen Carter was ranked third on the team in sacks. He has six sacks on the season, 33 total tackles, um, eight tackles for loss, two forced fumbles and a fumble recovery for a touchdown. Um, played in 16 games. The dude, the dude was and also on top of that, let's put it in perspective again. You know, Jalen Carter, he didn't play the most snaps in 2023 in his rookie year, he was rotating. He was he was the rotator, whereas Jordan Davis and uh, Fletcher Cox were the starters. Yeah. Um. Jalen Carter in his 2023 campaign, um, 
He played 563 total defensive snaps through 16 games played. Um, and he uh, and that accounts for 51 percent of the defensive snaps. So he so he was on the field half the time. And uh, and through that time, six sacks. Uh, the T, uh, got the TFLs to match. The dude, the dude, the dude, the dude delivered, in my opinion, as a rookie. He delivered. Yeah. Nine, uh, nine quarterback hicks. I, I give him an A minus. I'm a I'm a B plus. Um borderline A minus. I, I I let me put it to you this way, Tone. I feel great about this guy's future. I think he's gonna be an absolute stud. I think he's he's gonna learn a lot from this year and incorporate that into next year. I I, I think he's hit maybe a little bit of a rookie wall, which is a little bit understandable. Um, certainly more understandable for him than it is Jordan Davis, who's in his second year. Uh, but I, I really, I really like this guy. I think he is going to be an, a guy who never has to come off the field um, in terms of the, you know, the run fit or the passing game. He is just that good. He is going to be a guy that's going to yeah. occupy a lot of tacklers and make everybody's el- or everybody else's life around him a lot easier. Um, whether it's linebackers, whether it's his fellow D tackles, whatever. I, I think the guy's a beast. Um, yeah, is he slowing down? Uh, slowed down a little bit. Yeah, and that's what maybe hurts him a little bit. In my eyes and and B plus might be a little harsh. He might be an A minus, but I'm going to stay with the B plus. I, I, I'm a big fan, a big, big, big fan of Jordan Day or uh, of Jalen Carter. Yeah, uh, I, I don't think B plus is totally. All, I mean, look, I thought I was being generous. So I mean, and, and you think you're being harsh. So look, the bottom line is that tells you where that guy is, right? He had a very good rookie campaign, all things considered. Yeah, you have to very be good rookie campaign. Future's bright for sure. Yes. All right, let let uh, you get this one, Jordan Davis. He gets a C plus for me. Gets a C plus. Mm-hmm. He started off so hot, so well, and unfortunately, when it mattered most, he kind of fell off. He was so he was so aggressive earlier on in the season, so dynamic, so athletic, was getting off the block, was getting sacks here and there, even though that's not really why you got him in there. But, you know, he's a guy that was he's a guy that was effective, you know? And after the bye week, just fell flat. Now we'll give him credit. He was healthy. He uh, he was healthy for all 17 games, played all 17 games. Give him credit for that. Um in comparison to his rookie year, um he he upped his total tackles to 45, where in 20, where his rookie year was 18. Um, he 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 got you two and a half sacks, and it's not even really why he's out there, but he got you two and a half sacks, got you a forced fumble, you know, got you a pass deflection. Um, just has to he 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 has to he has to be more effective for longer stints of the season. Mm-hmm. I want to make sure I'm getting getting all his stats out there because I don't want to shortchange him here. So on the season, um, two tackles for loss, five quarterback hits, uh, 45 total tackles, two and a half sacks, one pass deflection, one forced fumble through 17 games played. Um, on top of that, uh, in 2023, through 17 games played, he accounted for 519 um, total defensive snaps, mm-hmm. which which accounts for 45% of the total defensive snaps that's available to him. Also played 139 additional snaps on special teams, which is 31% of the special team snaps available to him. Um, in 2022, he only accounted for 224 defensive snaps through 13 games played, and that's 
of the total snaps available to him. So he clearly has been on the field much more this season. Um, you basically doubled um, his, uh, his, his grass time this year. And he kind of hit a wall again. Yeah. So now we have two seasons to really compare it to. Or we have two seasons to compare the, the, the next season to, right? You know, we're going to say, okay, we saw what the rookie year looked like. We saw what the, what, the, what the second season looked like, okay? Can you take your conditions to another level? Can we get that snap count from 45% to about 55%? Mm-hmm. You know, can we get that? To, can we get that? To four, can we get that 45 to 60 maybe? Who knows? Um, it all depends on what Fletcher Cox's future is. But overall, my goal for my goal for him would be to get my defensive snap availability from 45% to 55% at least for the at least for my third season and have my motor still run hot. I think that's his goal. Yeah. Uh, here, here's what I would C plus for me. C plus. Uh, I have him at a C. I, I would I would say just look, man, and, and I'm not trying to be harsh when I say this, but you got to grow up and, and and it's time to start being a pro. If you're going to take that pro check, you got to act like a pro. Uh, and he's a, he's a good guy. I mean, if you, you ever talk to him, he's funny. He's, he's a really lovable, you know, kind of type. It's so it's not that he's a, some bad dude off the field yeah. or any of that it has nothing to do with his character. No, just, just got to get yourself in shape. And if you get yourself in shape, a lot of the stuff that we're talking about is going to go away and you're going to be much more effective. You showed early in the year mm-hmm. when you were in shape that you could all be effective in the pass game and the run game. That's the thing that surprised me the most about him is how good he was in 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 getting after the quarterback. So it's there. Don't yeah. waste your talent, man. Just yeah. just all if you can control this part of it. And also, I don't think he, I don't think he doesn't care. No, I don't either. I, he I, think, I think he just needs probably needs some help to like figure this yeah, out. Like, I don't think it's a a more. I don't think it's a care issue or a motivation issue. Yep. You know what I mean? I, he doesn't strike me as a guy that doesn't love the game. You know, he yeah. even said him. He coming into this year, he said, you know, the difference between this year and last year for me right now is, I feel more confident and I feel like I belong here. Mm-hmm. You know, I feel like I, I, I feel like I, last year I had some imposter imposter syndrome. Now I feel like I, I'm a I'm a NFL caliber defensive tackle, yeah. and you know, I need to I need to continue to conduct myself as such. And you know, hearing him speak like that, and I paraphrased a little bit there, but um, basically hearing him acknowledge where his rookie season went wrong and how this season is, is going to go differently for him and how it is going differently. I, 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 I respect and I appreciate the level of self-awareness. Now he has to have the level of self-awareness to say, you know what? I need help with my nutrition. Right. I need to hire a nutritionist, someone to prepare my meals so I don't have to worry about that. So it can keep me in shape and keep my motor running high and my energy's high. So, um, you know, those big guys, man, when you're that big, you know your job is rather simple, so you don't think you don't think too much about your diet that much. But mm-hmm. I think again, it's about it's all about learning to be a pro. This guy's twenty three years old. Yeah, when I was twenty three, I like. I mean, let me make sure I got his age right. But no, he's, he's second um, year. He's got to be twenty two or twenty three. Yeah, he's uh twenty three exactly. Um, actually, okay. his birthday is I think is tomorrow. Okay. Yeah, his birthday is tomorrow. He'll be twenty. He'll be twenty four tomorrow. Twenty, um, 24-year-old dude, young guy, man, still figuring it out, learning the NFL. He's in a he's in a good situation to learn. Um, being this Fletcher Cox, there's no there's no other way to yeah. describe it. So, all right, well let, um, let, yeah. let's let, let's keep moving. Brandon Graham, uh, I'm I hate to say this, it's a D. Yeah, he, he was an eye factor. He hasn't given them anything. Now I know he doesn't yeah. play a lot of snaps, so that's it's a, a little bit unfair. That he hasn't played a ton, and he's a, he. I'll, I will say this tone: he's a guy to really keep your eye on on Monday. Mm-hmm. I'm, I think Brandon Graham may make a big play on Monday. Strip sack, 
We've seen it before. Something. I just keep your eye on Brandon Graham Monday. But if you're, if I'm telling you what I think happened through 17 games, it was, it was, it was minimal to little to no impact this season. Yeah, through through 17 games played where he was fully healthy. See, that's another thing too. I don't get why they held him back. It wasn't like he was dealing yeah. with a nagging, a they, nagging they, they, injury. That's the thing. They preserved too much. Dude, sometimes you got to let guys go. I know it was, it, was, it, was, it was so weird to me. He he had it, he didn't have any nagging injuries that was plaguing him from last yeah. year to this year. It wasn't like he was gassed. Like yeah. it, it was, let him let him rip. Let him rip a little. Yeah, it, it was weird how they preserved. It was the weirdest thing in the world. But nonetheless, in 2023 through 17 games played. Brandon, Brandon Graham played 395 total defensive snaps, which accounts for 34% of the total snaps that was available to him. Yeah. Um, I feel like that could have been higher. I feel like he could have been in a 40 range, in a 40 percentile. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, That would have taken a lot of stress off of Josh Sweat. And I don't know why they didn't have the faith in Brandon Graham to be able to play more snaps. I mean, this dude, the dude plays with a with the, with the level of emotion and intensity that you got to get him on the field, man. Um. So I feel like they, I, I feel like he was mismanaged, mishandled, um, in that regard, and that that might fall on coaching, right? Sean Desai and those guys on a day to day coming up with their rotations, that may fall on them, you know. So, mm-hmm. um, Brandon Graham, you know, let's let's look at let's look at the numbers really. Um, in twenty twenty three, he had, and remember again, he played less than thirty five percent of the defensive snap. So I want to keep that in perspective for everybody. On defense, he accounted for uh where is it? 16 total tackles, four tackles for loss, six quarterback hits, three sacks, one pass deflection. Those numbers are pedestrian. Those numbers are pedestrian. Granted, 35 years old. They didn't put him on the field that much. If he would have got more time, maybe he gives you five sacks. Maybe right. six. I'm not going to go as far as a D. I'll 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 give him a I'll give him a solid C because I'm trying to weigh all the circumstances into his grade, age, time on the field, um, you know. So I'll give I'll give him a C, borderline C minus. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'll roll with that. All right. Uh, sure. Just you know, just trying to be fair to the guy. Like, I know, I, and I hate saying because I love. Look, what's not to love about that guy? Um, all right, Fletcher Cox. Fletcher Cox, where are you going? Listen, man. I don't know if it's possible to give a guy his age, this grade, but you know, me personally, I think Fletcher Cox was a. He, I, I think he was your best. D, I feel like he was your most consistent D tackle all year. Played the most amount of snaps. Um, I got to give Fletcher Cox like a B plus or A minus, something like that. Mm-hmm. I th- I think Fletcher Cox. I have was him at an A minus. Yeah, I think Fletcher Cox. And he he played 15 games this year. He he didn't play the last one, and he didn't play in. I can't remember what game that was. Nonetheless, though. Yeah, yeah. I got um, you. nonetheless, he played in 15 games. 684 total defensive snaps through 15 games, which which accounts for 66% mm-hmm. of the total defensive snaps available to him. Through that time played, the dude was able to give you uh, 33 total tackles, three tackles for loss, 17 quarterback hits, yeah. five sacks, um, two pass deflections, 
a forced fumble that resulted in a touchdown, a fumble recovery. I think Fletcher Cox has been like an A minus B plus, man. I'm 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 flirting around there, man. I think that's where he's been. All again, a guy who's 33 years old played the most snaps on your D line from the D tackle position. Yeah, agree. Come on, man. I, Come I, on, I, I man. go A minus, man. He's been really good. All right, yeah. let's go Slay. I'm gonna give him a B. I, I don't think he was bad this year. I think he gets lumped into how bad Bradbury was and a lot of the other stuff. I think he's been fine, and I think he's been B worthy. Uh, not great. Not even very good, but he's been fine. I'm going to go B. How about you? Hmm. Darius Slay is an interesting um, case study because his season has been not spectacular, but he hasn't been terrible. But he's also been the best in a room of slouches. Yeah. So how much do you really weigh that? Um. Let's 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 think about it for us. Let's just really try to put it in context again. Um, 98%. I mean, he's a DB, so they play most of the snaps all the time anyway, but 98% of the snaps played that was available to him. Andrew nine defensive snaps, 12 games played. So whenever he was available, he was always on the field. Um this is a, this is actually uh this wow, this is the lowest. This is a career low for him in games played. Career low. So, so he's been pretty durable. Yeah. 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 He um typically in his career, he's always giving you uh 15 game, 14 to 15 games minimum. Um, typically. Rookie year gave you 13 games, 2016 gave you 13 games, um, 2019 gave you 14. But for the most part, he's been flirting around 16, 15 games played. Um, last year was his healthiest. Well, no, I can't say that because the league changed. So um, nonetheless, though. Um, Darislay, his PFF grade. Was a 68.4, which I think is the highest grade for the Philadelphia Eagles amongst the corners. Um, that's fair, that's decent, that's not spectacular, it's not great, it's okay. Um, I'll give Darius Slay a B minus. B minus. Okay. You no, know. uh, yeah, I, I go B. I mean, it's it, it, we're we're right in the same ballpark. Yeah. Um, all right, the next one's pretty simple for me, and, and I'm I'm only giving him a D because he basically showed up every day. But James Bradbury, this could be an F. I'm going to give him the respect of not giving him an F because <clears throat> he's out there battling, and I, I maybe oh, I'm being man. maybe I'm a soft teacher now at this point, but that's where I'm at. Mm. <laughs> You said something that really saved him because I was going to give him an F. You said something that changed. You said something that that shifted it a little bit. That that the, the fact of the matter is, he showed up every day. He took accountability. He knew he was ass. Yeah. He knew he 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 yeah. knew he sucked. He owns it. He's owned it. Yep. And he's owned it every week. He's been he he's been trying. He's been trying really hard. <laughs> but my God, has he been barbecue chicken for the rest of the NFL? Is there a such thing as like a, I don't know, a D minus? Is that a thing? Yeah. Give him a D minus or something. Like, that's give him a D. Screw yeah. it. I'll give him a D. D- yeah. Brett- I, I, it, and I think, um, you know, it's crazy when you, <laughs> you're giving somebody a, B, a D and you're being kind, but I think we're being. I'm being kind as hell. I was going to give him an F. Who he is. Yeah. Eagles fans. I was going to, I was going to give him an F. Yep. I was going to give him an F, but, yep. you know, 
Um, um, he deserves um a D grade because I, he was available every week and he took accountability. I'm not I'm not even grading here. Um, uh, Avante Mattis because he missed the whole year. So let's let just I'm basically. So I'm going to give him an incomplete. Let's go to the safeties. Um, well, I'll grade him on this then. In terms of health and availability, he gets a D. Maddox? Yeah. Yeah, he can't, he can't stay on the field. It's the same thing we yeah, talked about. Two with, years in a row. Two yeah, with Dallas Goddard. Yep. Yeah, and, and crucial years at that when they really needed you. He gets a, he, if, if I'm grading him on health alone, he gets a D. All right. Uh, so let's yeah. let's jump over to – I'm going to give Reed Blankenship a C+. Plus. Uh, he's a, he is still a young dude learning, and I think there's potential for him. He's not there yet, but I'll go C plus for him. How about you? Mm. Reed is interesting because he's been, excuse me, he's been their highest graded defensive back all season. Uh, PFF, according to PFF, he has a 73.4 um, player grade overall. Uh, young guy, undrafted, came in with no real expectations, and he's found a way to make an impact in certain, in, in certain moments. You know, Reed Blankenship, you know, it's probably easy to forget, but he has three interceptions on the season. Uh, what else? He's always the only thing that really bothers me about him really is the health part, the health and the the the, the limited athleticism. Um, yeah, okay. So this year he had three ints, uh, one hundred and thirteen total tackles. Um, what else? Fumble, fumble recovery, two tackles for loss, the quarterback hit. Um, he was okay this year. He was solid, but he couldn't stay healthy long enough on the year for you to really get a strong sense for him. Believe it or not, though, he only – this is the weird part about rebuilding shit. He only missed two games, technically. That's right. But doesn't it – He had to come out long- He had to come out of a couple. Yeah. Yeah, doesn't it feel like more than that, though? But like you said, he had to come out in some games and go back in or whatever. So um, 15 games played. I guess when you look at the stat sheet, he's healthy for the most part. Um, I like him. Still very raw. Um, has to has to find a way to has to find a way to improve the athleticism, to improve that flexibility and that range, you know, when defending the ball in the air yep. as a safety. But overall, um, I like where he's going, all things considered, because he was an undrafted guy. I like the trajectory of his career. All right, I'm going to skip the linebackers let, let, just for time purposes. Let's go to uh, let's go to Sean Desai. How okay. would you grade what we saw? Yeah, I mean, no need to talk about the linebackers. That's pretty much a D group anyway. Yes. So, um, Sean Desai, um, man, you lost your job. Got to give. Him, See, he you know gets what? A C, he you gets a C from me. I give him a C minus because I feel like he was. I feel like he was burned burned a little bit towards the back end. He um, was, but he also did a pretty decent job against the likes of the, the Dolphins. And the Chiefs and some other teams that do have mm-hmm. offenses, and yeah, I think, Rams, the yeah. second half, yeah. And, and I think what we've seen is what we what's played out here is, and we'll get to Patricia in a second. But like, he was clearly an upgrade from what they did, and I think he was a little bit. I don't think he did great. That's why it's a C. But I don't think he was as bad as getting basically canned either. So I'm gonna go C. I don't, I wouldn't want him back. Tone, let me be clear. Of course, about of course that. not. Yeah, of course not. Yeah. You know, I think he's better he, go be an assistant somewhere, not a coordinator. But uh, I didn't think he was. I think and he's also, the guy who took it over. And also, he's in a situation where the, the front office is dictating what kind of defense you should be playing. So yeah. who knows? Who knows what his real skill set is, right? Who knows yep. what he really wants to do? That's not that's not being allowed. 
So because of the situation, the circumstances, what he has shown on the positive side, um, he gets a C minus from me. Yeah, C minus, and yeah. it's flirting with a D plus, but he gets yeah, a C minus. So, uh, real quick, Nick today, this playing coy here, asked if we're going to see Jalen Hurts, AJ Brown, or Devontae Smith at practice. Said we'll see. Like, is there really a competitive advantage? To just saying whether they're going to practice or not in an hour or so. I, I don't know, but whatever. All right. Uh, Matt Patricia. Mm-hmm. Matt Patricia gets a, a D. He gets Does a D he, because. He gets he, an F from me. I'm going to tell you why. He gets a D because he was put in an unenviable, an unenviable situation. You was You were tasked with trying to turn around a defense in week 15 that had no hope to begin with. And it and also it, it's it's just bad for both sides, right? He's trying to he's trying to deploy some terminology and some things to the players. It's a it's a hard pivot for them. You know, he's trying to get familiar with his personnel and what they can what they can and can't do. Hard pivot for him. You know, I give him a D because it's a situation that nobody is benefiting from. Okay. Um, on, on both sides. And um I'm not saying he's doing great at what he's doing. I'm just trying to look at it from from a fair perspective of the. It's hard to gauge a guy when you just throw him out there and say, "Hey, fix this." Yep. Yeah. There's, like, there's, uh, there's some truth to that for sure. Yes. So um, I, I, I give I give him a D. Okay. Okay. Um, Brian Johnson, I, I'm going to go C plus. Um, if you look at the offensive numbers in totality, hmm. they're not bad in terms of scoring and rushing and hmm. passing. They're okay, um, but I also know what I saw the last six weeks and the way it's trending, and it's trending the wrong way. I also know that the quarterback has taken a step back, um, and he wears some of that. I also take into account that he's hamstrung by the scheme that he has to deal with that, that's put together, you know, by, by Nick Sirianni. So I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go C plus for him. How about you? I agree. C plus is um, pretty much what I was thinking as well. Um, he hasn't done anything to really impress me throughout the season. He had moments where I was like, oh, creative drive. Oh, okay, all right, strong half. But then I asked myself, is that player-based or is that more so based on him? I don't know. So he hasn't impressed me not one bit all season. Um, you said something interesting, too, that how how, how much is, is he hamstrung by what he's being asked to do um, with the game planning and so on and so forth. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, C plus for me, man. I'm not even gonna overthink it. C plus. Okay, okay. Uh let's go. Let's go Nick Sirianni. <laughs> I'm gonna uh, go C plus. I know people want blood, but I, you know, they are they did win eleven games. I give him a C. Okay. I'll give him a C. And he he largely takes the hit for the collapse for this team not buying into your message anymore. Mm-hmm. For your for for your uh, for the large part of your skill set now becoming obsolete at this point in the season, uh, for you you know for him lacking innovation and ingenuity with this with this uh, game plan and, and scheme and the offensive identity in totality, yeah, um, for the regression of the quarterback, um, yeah, he gets a he, he gets a C for me. He gets okay. a solid C. Okay. Uh, I don't like, again, where this is trended, and I don't like the fact that it it, it appears, at least, 
that they, he has kind of lost some people in that locker room. I didn't like the way they didn't show up uh, in that last game. So that 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 hurts. His, when there was something still clear to fight, that's the thing. There was something to fight for in the past few weeks. Yeah, they they could have won the division. There was clearly something to fight for. You couldn't get those guys motivated for that. That's an indictment on him. It's bad. It's bad. When it's it's clear. Mm-hmm. You have something that helps you to fight for. It's not like you guys were out of the playoffs and they to fight for. You got to find a way to keep the guys engaged. It's not like Jonathan Gannon. How did Gannon and how did Dayball motivate his team to deliver when they have nothing to fight for, but you can't when you have everything to fight for? Yeah. That's an indictment on him. And he has to carry. He, that's a large impact, a large drilling point on his grade. Yeah. Yep, great point. All right, last one, and then we'll get a timeout, and we'll dig into all of our NFL stuff. Howie Roseman. Ooh. Howie Roseman gets – Howie Roseman gets a C. He gets a C. He gets a C for me for this season Mm -hmm. because – Mainly for the defensive side of the ball. He neglected the linebacker position again. Yep. Um, a lot of his draft picks this season, I mean, granted, there's only so much you could do when you're on a team with a lot of veterans like this, but only one of your draft picks really made significant impact this season. Uh, I just feel like – I. I, I don't like the I didn't like the handling of the short and the side thing. Um, I don't like the, the this co- uh, this this front office impact on what happens on the football field, and we're, and we're seeing it. Overall, just he gets a large hit for mis you know miscalculating a few decisions he's made with you know with free agency last offseason, the linebacker room, the DB room. Yes, at the time the James Bradbury deal looked like something that made sense, but now clearly it didn't. So it was a, it was a miscalculation by him. He has to wear it. Mm-hmm. Um, so um, he gets a C from me. All right, I go C plus. Um, and I, I agree with a lot of what you said. I, I I hate the fact that they sort of reverted back to um, ignoring the linebacker. I don't like that. Um, Carter was really good, but Nolan Smith essentially gave him nothing. Uh, Steen couldn't get off the bench, which is fine. That means there weren't injuries, so I can't kill him for that. Yeah. That was a Steen, Steen started one game, and that was against yeah. the Cowboys. And that's a future pick, you know, more than anything. Right. Else. So that, that that's good. That means you stay pretty healthy on the O line. Um, yeah, I mean, look, this is still a team that is in the playoffs. It's still a team that won eleven games, despite how it's looked at the end. So I can't really go much lower than that. Um, you know, for him. But I think this is another off-season tone of reassessment for him, where mm-hmm. he's really got to look at, at the way things are done, uh, being done. And yes, it may have been successful last year, but it caught up to you this year. And you need to change Absolutely. your ways a little bit and, and adapt or die. It, it, we know that that's the world that we live in. And there's there's some there's some adapting that needs to be done for the Philadelphia Eagles. I couldn't uh, agree more. Yep. All right, let's get one in and let's come back and we'll talk some NFL. We'll revisit the Belichick thing. He had his press conference a little bit earlier, uh, parting ways with the Viking or with the uh, with the uh, Patriots, excuse me. But we'll get into a bunch of other things, including previewing Saturday's games, which are the Browns, Texans, and the Dolphins and the Chiefs. We'll get into all those kind of things when we come back. So don't go anywhere. Tone to Shields, Rob Ellis, Sports Take, Jacob Sports YouTube Network. I'm going to tell you right now, 
about Flynn Tree Services. Yes, they are an insured, licensed Pennsylvania tree services company that will trim or remove any unwanted trees off of your property. They offer cost-effective solutions to any tree problem that you may face, and they are experts at trimming all types of trees, and they serve southeastern Pennsylvania, South Jersey, and northern Delaware. Flynn Tree Services specializes in tree removal, stump grinding, as well as tree pruning. You can go to their Facebook or Instagram page for more information or a sampling of their work. Give Flynn Tree Services a call at 610-850-2848. 610-850-2848 or online at flynntreeservices.com. That's flynntreeservices.com. Any professional sports coach will tell you there's no substitution for preparation. At Malamut & Associates, that is a tenet by which we live. We prepare from day one for victory. Anything less is not acceptable. Go passionately. Go fearlessly. Go confidently. Go first! <clears throat> Go confidently towards your goals with First Trust. Philly's hometown bank for nearly 90 years and the official bank of the Philadelphia Eagles. We're focused on getting you over the goal line. So go with conviction, go with trust, and go forward with us by your side. First Trust Bank, the official bank of Philadelphia dreams. Oh, and go birds. Underdog Fantasy has a way for you to play alongside your favorite football team all season long with their fantasy pick'em game. You pick between two to five players, select whether they'll go higher or lower on one of their stats, then do what you usually do on a Sunday, watch the games. You can win up to 20 times your money in a single game by going five for five. It's a fantasy game, and the sports betting show wants you to get involved. Go to underdogfantasy.com. When you sign up, use the promo code WIN, and Underdog will double your first deposit up to $100. That's underdogfantasy.com. Use the promo code WIN. Welcome back, everybody. Thanks for hanging out with us, Sports Take. 
is Tone. I am Rob. Uh, on this Thursday, we got a Monday game between the Eagles and the Bucks wild card. All right, let's hit a couple things here, Tone. So just to, to revisit the big story, it was Bill Belichick. Bill Belichick and the Patriots parting ways. So Belichick ends up going 296 and 133, Tone. 30 playoff wins, 17 AFC East titles, nine AFC championships, and six Super Bowls. Incredible. Mm. But that said, um, perhaps the most disappointing loss of his career? Of course. The last 41-33 to a backup quarterback? Of course. Of course. That's pretty sweet. Think about this. Just think about this scenario for a minute, if you're an Eagles fan, how, how, how perfect this was. So this team beat you in 2004. With, incredibly mm-hmm. with the same coach and same quarterback. The fact that they were still around in 2017 is nuts. But anyway, so they knock you off. They beat you then, and you got to live with it for a long, long time. 13 years, in fact. 13 years. So here we go. Revisit 2017. Eagles are down their starting quarterback. They're down their starting left tackle. They're down their, their, their best linebacker. They're down their best, best special teams player. In a game where the Patriots don't punt and put up more than 500 yards of total offense and somehow lose. And the Eagles win 41-33, toe-to-toe with with two goats, and you win. Is that not – I mean, I know you and I weren't alive for all – and I'm a lot older than you, but we weren't weren't alive for every great win that, that, you know, that that Philadelphia sports teams have had. You're still a young guy. You're still a young guy. Well, here's what I would say. Can you possibly top that scenario? Listen, vengeance has no due date. (laughs) Vengeance is simply a lifelong commitment. And there are some people who seek vengeance too soon. There are some people who are patient and they wait and they wait and they wait until you're at your most vulnerable, you're at your most comfortable, and then they Mm -hmm. pounce on you. That's what that was. Mm-hmm. We caught them yeah. at the best moment, lightning stroke. And I'm grateful to be a part of that history, man. Uh, it delivered me one of the happiest moments in my life. And um, again, man, Bill Belichick, Tom Brady, and those guys, they accomplished a lot. But uh, it's great. It's it's cool to be a part of the history um, that is Bill Belichick and Tom Brady. We, we stopped them from getting the infamous uh, – seventh Super Bowl, I guess you'll say. Incredible, man. Incredible uh, what, what they were able to do. That's for sure. Um, all right. So a couple, uh, and just to think about it, it is really unbelievable. So he is free to go wherever he wants. There's no ties. He, he can go and the Patriots can do their thing. So they're they're both that way. Uh, Pete Carroll was kind of forced to step down yesterday, but Seattle's got an opening now. He will stay with the team. And of course, not really NFL related, but Nick Saban retiring, you know, Bears repeating as well. All right. So a couple things. Uh, we know now, Tone, that the Bears, Vikings, and Jaguars, Jaguars will all play um, "quote unquote" home games in London next year. The Panthers will be playing in Germany. The only game that we're waiting on, and the Eagles are a team that is designated potentially for a European game, but the only one that we're waiting on right now is the, the game in Brazil, which I guess wouldn't be in Europe, but they're they're they're, they're you know designated for one of these games anyway. So they still could get the Brazil game. If not, you know, you you dodge the having to go with the international route uh, if you're the Eagles. So it'll be the Bears, Vikings, Jags, Panthers as the home games and home teams in those games. And the Jags, we know they do it every year in London. So 
Um, that's that. That much we know. Um, beyond that, and this, by the way, does the Europe? I know it's not really meant for us. It's meant to grow the game there, and it's meant to pull in money. But other than the game being at nine thirty, which is sort of cool novelty, mm-hmm. I could care less. I don't give a damn about that stuff, man. Neither. All I care, I don't care about none of that. Yeah. <laughs> you know, um, I'm sure it's great for the game to to grow and expand in all, all those different markets for sure. But I, I don't. I, I could care less. Yeah. Now, my question is, what's the time zone difference in Brazil rather, you know, than over here? Because as a matter of fact, let me look at it right now. What time is it in Brazil? Yeah, I don't know that off the top of my head. What yeah. time is it in Brazil? It's 3.13 p.m. Okay, so they're, yeah, I mean. So if well, we had. Right? Yeah, they're, they're, they're ahead of us. So um, not a big deal. Yeah. It's not that bad. If they were before us, and I'd be pissed. But that's not that bad. No, it's not bad at all. One o'clock yeah. for them would be hear that for us. Yeah. So. All right. So anyway, unless um, though, um, well, you know, who would they play? Do you have any idea who they would? No, we don't know yet. Play? They would be considered road games for those teams. So the Eagles, it's designated as a home game if they get it. So we just don't know. Okay. Yeah, we don't know right now. Uh, Jalen Hurts on his finger. Uh, day-by-day thing. He won't say if he's practicing, uh, but he hasn't thrown since the game. And that might not have been the start, smartest idea, he said, to go back into the game. Also that it hurt the next day. But he said he's progressing. All right, so maybe maybe we're not making enough of this. Yeah, the, the the middle finger and the discomfort he could have on his throwing hand. Maybe maybe we're, maybe we're not talking about that enough. Maybe this could lend right into the game plan that you're hoping for. Yeah, yeah, to run it. Yeah, run the ball, get Jalen some easy throws. Um, they're going to test it though. You know, those those defenders are going to swat at the hand. Oh, you know that's coming. They're going to test it. Well, and so. what you also want to do is drive him into the ground where he's got to brace himself to mm-hmm. land. You know what I'm saying? He's, like he's gonna wear a glove too. Well, mm, well that's a throwing, throwing hand. He's throwing. He might not. It's a throwing hand. He might not. Yeah. I, only, would, I would. Only I would wear those wear gloves on the throwing hand. I would think he's got a little. He's got a you know certainly a wrap or a tape. It's gonna be taped up. But I I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. He could. It could be anything. Who yeah, knows? but if they're smart. If they smart. If, if they are smart, which we don't have any confidence that they are. If they if if, if they're smart, they're gonna they're gonna deploy your game plan. And yeah. they're going to ride DeAndre Swift and allow him to create. You know, I I, I can't remember. Listen, I'll be, I'll be honest. When DeAndre Swift has the ball, I feel like more good things happen than bad. Same. Every Like, I can't think of a – I mean, I'm sure he's had tackle for losses. It's the NFL. But when I think about DeAndre Swift's 2022, 2023 campaign with the Philadelphia Eagles, I felt like he had more positive plays than bad. I agree. I agree with you. Uh, all right. This is kind of out of the no-kidding category, but – Smart move. Uh, Marvin Harrison Jr. has declared for the draft. Uh, he will be, in my opinion, the first receiver taken. Uh, I think the kid from Washington will be second, but I think he goes first. Okay. And, uh, you know, wherever he goes, he will be an absolute beast. So, yeah, uh, yeah good for him. Good for him entering the draft. Um, if we get anything else injury-wise, we'll pass it along. This is good news for the Steelers. Mika Fitzpatrick is playing. Uh, against Buffalo this weekend. Uh, weren't, they, he, weren't they missing him for the past couple weeks? Yeah. Yeah. He said he would have played. He wanted to play against Baltimore, 
but the trainers wouldn't let him wouldn't let him basically the team wouldn't let okay. him. the team was protecting him against himself in the in the bad weather but that's that's big you know you get him they're going to need it they're going to need all the help they can get but you know cuz they're not going to have TJ Watt but um anything he can do is good um so okay. he's back uh all right beyond that um all right let me give you this story so we were all kind of surprised that Vrabel got fired. So do you remember during the season, Vrabel and, and his teammates were honored. I forget which team they were honoring, but they were honoring one of the Patriots team that won a Super Bowl, whatever, one of the anniversaries of it. So they're off that week. It's not a big deal. He goes there. He gets honored in New England, you know, the whole night. And, and you know, he, he came back and he said he really appreciated the way the Patriots did things and all and this and that. So apparently, allegedly, this didn't sit well with Amy Strunk, who was the owner. She was Bud Adams' daughter. She took she took over ownership of the team when he passed. That mm-hmm. didn't sit well with her, and she's been stewing on this for a while. And it was part of what went into him getting canned. <laughs> I, I, I'm she telling probably, you, man. She probably was like, <laughs> she dude, probably they was like, did him. Bastard. They did him. The, they bit, did him the biggest favor they could do. Firing that bastard. Him. Yeah. How dare he leave you? That? He's a Titans coach. And he said, uh, you know, and it, but okay. Now careful what you wish for. You got what you wanted. He's gone. Enjoy. Yeah. Cutting your nose to spite your face. Right. And uh, maybe she looked at it as some sort of underhanded play by Bob Kraft. Who knows? But <laughs> I mean, I guess. Yeah. Talk about being overreactionary. Ridiculous, petty. I say petty, man. Yeah, it, 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 it doesn't really add. Again, you try to do the math and you try to put yourself in her shoes, right? What does she think that comes? Is he disloyal to you? I mean, stop. Yeah, I mean, again, it's not it's not a divisional opponent. I, I mean, you are in the same yeah. conference. I will say that, but I guess I, but I don't I mean, know, whatever. man. It, it it just seems it just seems a bit um overreactionary to me. Yeah. Uh, you know, the, the game Sunday night, the, the, the storyline is going to be all kinds of Jared Goff, Matthew Stafford, you know, uh, you got Stafford going back to Detroit. Uh, but Goff was, but Goff's been pretty outspoken about this saying, Hey, I, I still, you know, it took me a while to recover from that trade and I still carry the chip on my shoulder. So I'm really looking forward to this matchup. So, uh, he's been pretty vocal about it. I'm, I'm going to, I'm interested that like, I'm leaning towards the Rams in this game mm-hmm. tone, but it's a game I'm really excited to see. I think it's the one I'm probably most excited for this weekend. You know, Eagles aside, I'm saying uh, yeah, it's, that game. Yeah, it's it's the kind of game where you kind of like um, you kind of don't know who to root for because yeah. I like Jared Goff a lot. Yeah, and um, I would love for him to get his revenge, but also if the if the Rams win, that helps us more so than mm-hmm. anything. Uh man. Hmm. That's going to be a hell of a duel. I think I think the Rams are better are, are better suited playing this game in Detroit than LA. They have no home fans. They have none. Um, the only way it probably would be, it could help them playing in LA is you know, obviously you got to travel, but other than that, right. it's not really a home game for them either way. So, you know, I think this is a game that's going to come down to a final drive. Um. Jared Goff and the Lions, they're going to have an opportunity to take the lead and, and get the win. And I won't say who wins the game yet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I won't say just yet. Okay. But yeah, we're going to, 
we'll, we'll dive awesome. into that tomorrow. Tomorrow we're yeah. going to do the Sunday games and you know the whole nine. So we'll, we'll today a little later we're going to do the Saturday games. Mm-hmm. All right, uh, Bears are staying open minded to what to do with that first overall pick, which they own from Carolina. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we all know that they could either mm-hmm. go the route of quarterback if they decide they're going to move on from Justin Fields. Uh, they get traded down. Uh, maybe Marvin Harrison's, you know, somebody they're looking at if they do that. But there's a lot of different directions they could go. I hate to say this. I think they're, I think they're going to trade Fields. I hate to say it. I think they're going to trade. I, I, I it, look. I wouldn't surprise me. And put it that way. I don't want them to, yeah. but I think I think they're going to do it. I it's it's it. very tempting when you have the first overall pick to do whatever you want and take one and of should, the quarterbacks. And I wouldn't put it past Chicago to do some slick shit like that. Yeah. Uh, I, Chicago, they they struggle to sustain anything. They, they're so eager to change their fortune that they can't even go through the growing pains of doing so. Um, I think I, I think they're going to trade it. I think they're going to trade it, young man. The fact that they're saying they're floating around, they're, they're still in the, the information gathering stages, whatever they want. Well, he said their GM said, I'm taking this thing to April. In other words, you know, <laughs> at least that's what he's saying. They've made their mind up. There's nothing Justin Fields can show you from then, from now and then to change your mind. Yeah. And, and what he's also doing is, is, is saying, you made, you made your mind up. You just don't want to, you, you just don't want to put it out there. You made your mind up. You're, you're drafting Caleb, Caleb Williams. It, it could be, but I, I also think he's smartly saying, hey, I'm listening. You want to? You want to give me? You know? No, no. He's smart. Because you know, let's go. You know, yeah, from a business perspective, he has leverage in terms of like yeah. you know, I got the number one overall pick. And who wants it? Mm-hmm. You know, if 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 I get a deal that's worthwhile, like, I'll roll with Justin Fields again. Yeah. You know what I mean? So we'll we'll see how this thing turns out though. But I got this. I got this sneaky suspicion. Although I I think they, although I'm against it, I think they're going to end up trading him. Okay. Uh, look, we talked about this the other day. Um, Yesterday, in fact, but it's it's now official that the Giants and Wink Martindale have have mutually parted as well. I told um, you, Rob, don't play with a man named Wink. <laughs> so there's no strings here. So basically, Martindale is out of his contract. The Giants don't owe him any money. He can go do whatever he wants, and they're going to pursue a, a D coordinator. So um, I don't think he's going to get a head coaching job, but I do think he'll end up somewhere being a D, D coordinator. I, I will just say this. I don't think it would ever happen here because he is not the, their their type of defensive coordinator. Mm-hmm. Man, would it be fun to see a guy like that here? It just balls to the wall. You know, he, everything is all out. It's uh, It won't happen, but it'd be fun uh, to, to yeah, think fun about. Is, yeah, fun is the opposite word. It would definitely be fun. Um, yeah. Does Harry Roseman like fun? Probably not. So. <laughs> <laughs> Interesting. Way you know, it's it. it's yeah. the uh, it's the no fun league. So, yeah, um, yeah. I don't see the Eagles making a move for him. He's too much. He's too. He goes against the grain for them too much. Yep. You know yep. what I mean? Not what they believe in philosophically. All right. This is uh, this one's sad. It's just we're it shows you how out out of control we've gotten. So, the Bills and the and the Dolphins played Sunday night this past week. Uh, mm-hmm. There was a Bills fan going to their car. Essentially, there was some kind of you know words passed by a car driving past them. The car driving past them pulled a gun out, shot and killed the uh, Bills fan. Uh, Whoa! Yeah, yeah. And they found the car of the individual who did the shooting. I, I don't know that they've 
gotten the individual yet. But uh, yeah, they're, they're going to get him though. Scary um, stuff. There's no way. Look, that happened in Florida, right? Correct. Yeah, outside outside of the Dolphins uh, stadium. I don't know if that's. I don't know if stand your ground applies in that situation. You were in the car. You could have kept going. You stopped to have words with this man, and then you pulled the gun out on him. Yeah. How could you fear for your like? What? Because you know, in Florida, they're quick to say stand your ground. You know, fear for your life, all that kind of stuff. That's you know, that's the law down there. But in what way were you fearing for your life? You had, you had, and in essence, you had two weapons at your disposal: a car and a gun. I know. This person was walking, and again, we don't know anything. This no, is all I'm just all I know is some somebody ridiculously is dead. I don't. For, yeah. You know, that's yeah. All so, um, yeah, I mean, this is gonna be crazy. I, I would love to hear how this thing pans yeah, out, but we, we, we might not we'll, know. Yeah, we'll but pass it along, obviously. Yeah, sad uh, though. Stafford family, sad you can't go to a sporting event, exchange some. Pleasant trees and not so pleasant trees at football yeah. games and go home and I, I, I'm going to football games and I've talked shit to opposing yeah, them, you know but for the most part I keep myself on my games I stick I, I, I stick with my especially group, my now clique. it's gotten so yeah. nuts now you, yeah I'm at a point where I stick with my clique I stick with my group and yep. if I see people that's like on the same vibe as me you know we chair oh yeah yeah but I keep it real keep it real copacetic man yep. I, I can't can't be out here playing these reindeer games with people. Not anymore. Um, all right, a couple other things. The the Falcons have requested an interview with Steve Wilkes, uh, who is the D.C. in San Francisco. So Atlanta will talk to him. Uh, I don't know why, but a lot of the stuff I'm reading, and, and again, I don't, I'll don't. i dig more into it, but there are a lot of people that seem to think Belichick may end up in Atlanta too. I mean, maybe because he, he likes Arthur Blank. I don't know, but whatever. Yeah, very, um, yeah they're, they're saying variable uh, is linked to the Raiders, Patriots, Chargers, and the Commanders. Okay. I mean, yeah, it, it it feels it feels like the Raiders are going to keep Pierce, but I but you never know. Mark Davis is a wild card. You you, you just never know what he's going to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it feels like that may be a possibility. Then Denzel Ward injured his knee. He's questionable against the Texans. Dude, they just get Del Pitt back right as at safety, and then Denzel Ward. I feel Stefanski's dealt with a lot of crap this year, man. It's a shame. A lot, man. Yep. Yeah, out of all the coach, I, I feel like him as a coach, he just flies under the radar. Right. But he's one of the best coaches in the NFL. He's done it easily. Easily. Job. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with you. I agree with you. Like the Browns uh, are in good hands. If the Browns are smart, they will ride him until the wheels fall off. Um he's he's clearly he's clearly the guy you want. No clearly doubt. the guy. Yeah. I'm no rolling doubt. with him. And the Browns, they got to be patient enough. Understanding you've been bad for a long time. Mm-hmm. Ride this wave right now. You're relevant. You've been in the playoffs the past three years, right? I think, if I'm not mistaken, the, yeah. the Browns have been in playoff contention for the past three or four years. Ride this. Don't overthink it. Sustain success. Get your fan base. Try to maintain the interest and the excitement of your fan base. And then, you know, you start to, you know, when you start to establish a standard, then you decide, okay, can this person take me beyond this standard? Or is this person holding me to the standard? Is this person lowering my standard? Correct. I think Stefanski right now is constantly elevating their standard and elevating what they're capable of. The fact that they've made it this far with no quarterback, they're on their fourth quarterback, right? made it this far, and they're playing at the level, and they have a chance to potentially get to a divisional round. And in my opinion, I think they have a favorable matchup mm-hmm. as well, that they can actually win the game. You're led by your defense. I wouldn't be surprised if I saw – um, a Ravens Bills in this uh, AFC Championship or a Browns Bills AFC Champ. I, I I I wouldn't be surprised. 
I, I would, I wouldn't be surprised one bit either. I'm a big fan of theirs um, for sure. Uh, Phillies news. And then we'll get to the Saturday games. Uh, they, they have agreed to arbitration with Ranger Suarez. Ranger Suarez will get 5.05 million for 2024. So they have they actually avoid arbitration with him. Um, Help so, me understand because that, that's different than any other sport. Like, yeah, right. What is it that's arbitrary? So Help you, me understand how this rights. works. So yeah, basically when you come up as a rookie, um, and, and it, it extends, I, I want to say, like four or five years. You own the rights to that player. So once the 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 initial contract runs out, you can either come to an agreement like they just did with Suarez, or you go to an arbiter who's going to look at your numbers that year. Uh, your your agent will argue for your case. The Phillies will argue against your case. It's a very awkward situation, too, because you basically have a Phillies person saying he doesn't deserve to make that much money. Um, that's where it can get kind of ugly sometimes, but that is where baseball is a little bit different. You know, they have you through the minors, depending on how long you're there, but they also have you for the first couple of years of your pro career. Like, like Reese Hoskins has been around for a while now and he just became a free agent. So he had been, you know, in arbitration really like the last three, four years. So that, that is the way that baseball works. Yeah. It's a little bit different. takes you a while to get to, to, that's why when you get a shot at that first one, Get everything you can get because um, it's been a long time. Um, because teams, because teams can hold on to your rights for a long time. For a while, yeah, absolutely. Uh, so when you get the first crack at that big contract, you better go for the go for the fences. Oh, get the gusto, man! Um, okay, all right, man. let's go Saturday. You just previewed one of them, but the Browns and the Texans. Cleveland is minus two and a half in Houston. Great stories for both of these teams, but I, I like Cleveland here. I like um, Cleveland too, man. Yeah. I like CJ Stroud. I like the Texans. I like where they're going, but they made the playoff playoff berth in the. Amigo's first year, CJ Stroud's first year. Yep. That organization has to be looking at themselves like, wow. Yeah. You know what I mean? They good deserve G- good GM choice, good coach choice, yes. good quarterback choice. Now you know? they have to just be patient with it and nurture it and water it. Don't yeah. fuck it up. <laughs> Don't That's, mess that it is up. famous life advice. Uh and Seriously. it applies to a lot of different things. How often has have we as people how can you think of a situation you've been in your past when all you had to do was just not mess it up. Yeah, just don't mess it up. Well, I think what usually gets in the way, and this is everybody, ego. Ego screws you up mm-hmm. in a lot of ways. I think ego does. I think, especially with men, women can get you in trouble sometimes. Uh, you're, you know, not thinking with with this head can get you in trouble. Um, I think <laughs> ego gets in the way. Money gets in the way of of your decision making a lot of times. So, uh, yes, I concur. I concur with that. Hey, good news, Devontae Smith. Uh, Says, I'll be there, count me in when it comes to Monday night. So, Devontae Smith, good to go. Okay. No doubt in my mind. That dude's, yeah. a, that dude's a tank. He, he is. He is. Um, he is He is a wiry, you know, strong uh, cat for sure. For maybe, yeah, I'm, I'm trying to think what I can, I'm trying to think what I can compare him to. I've been working on it, but I can't, I can't figure it out. I, one of these days, I'm going to have the perfect comp for that dude. Yeah. I need to watch, I need to watch some more movies. Uh, all right, last one for the Saturday games is the Dolphins and the Chiefs. Again, weather is supposed to be really, really sketchy, cold, windy, um, etc. Chiefs are four-and-a-half-point favorites. Dolphins come in really hurt, especially on the defensive side of the ball. Um, hate to say it, it feels like Kansas City to me. Hmm. Kansas City's going to win that game. Miami's not built for that climate. They have too many injuries. Um, in, in key spots, I'll put it to you this way the Chiefs can do more to lose that game 
than to win that game because they got receivers that don't know what the football looks like. Mm. So, um, <laughs> so this game is going to be my opinion. In my opinion, I think this game falls solely on Patrick Mahomes and that offense because I think because I, I I think the Chiefs defense is going to do their job. Okay. The Patrick Mahomes, can you work magic with this lowly group of gentlemen in your, you know, in your, you know, in your stable? I don't know, man. This is this is gonna be crazy. Yeah. It's gonna be crazy. But I, I think, I think, I think Chiefs win the close one. I think, I think the score is gonna be somewhere along the lines of, um, seventeen, fourteen, or like a twenty, a twenty to sixteen type of score, twenty-one score. to seventeen type. Of, I, yeah, I don't think no one goes above 24 points. No one's going over 24. Makes sense. I mean, I, I, you know, again, I don't think Andy will do it, but what I would do if I was Andy with that receiving core, I would, especially if he's healthy, I would pound Isaiah Pacheco. Um, but, you know, we'll, we'll see what he ends up doing. Mm-hmm. Uh, Darius Slay just reaffirms what he said on his podcast. He said he, the knee feels a thousand times better than it did before surgery, and he is on track to play on Monday night. So the, the, the locker room's open now, so we're, um, you know, awaiting word on uh, whether or not w- whether there's anything on on AJ Brown. We just don't know right now. Um, so he's been Hertz has been walking around with his right hand in his Alabama shorts pocket, according to I'm giving you like play by play here. Wait, see that one more time. Hertz has been walking around with the right hand in his Alabama shorts pocket, mm. but a glimpse of how the finger looks and how he throws during the brief period will will be a practice today. Hertz said it was uh, probably not physically the best idea, as I mentioned, to go back in the game. But he says everything's progressing. He probably uh, got a hand warmer in that pocket. Could be, or some kind of stimulation. Some kind of stimulation. He got some. He, he got some kind of hand warmer in that pocket. Yeah, you know, he, he's not just in his pocket. Just to like he, he got some because it's cold out there. Um, what's the temperature where you guys are right now? It's like it's actually not really super super cold. It's probably I'll, I'll give you the exact uh, what we're looking at here tone today. It's uh, forty six. I mean, it's not warm, but it's not. Bitter. Is it windy? Is it windy today? Uh, today's not super windy. We've had okay. crazy wind. Yeah, he probably has some kind of stimulation keeping that thing warm, loose, you know, limber. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, all right. When we come back, uh, want to hit a couple of things. I don't know if you've heard about this really weird Emmy story at ESPN. Have you heard this one? No, but uh, I heard my man Stephen A. Smith going off the past couple days. Stephen A. and and Jason Whitlock will not exactly be, uh, you know, gathering at the same establishments anytime soon, I I would think. Not exactly buds right now. So, yo, um, shout out to Stephen A. Smith, man. He went kamikaze. He did, but but all that does is feed Whitlock. He, of course, it, it's of air. Course, of that course. is air for Jason Whitlock. Uh huh. So, you, you, you ever you ever heard of that um that classic video game Kirby? Yeah, yeah. That that that's Whitlock. He just <laughs> all the no matter what you do, he just absorbs it and he just correct. Turns yes. into it and turns and weaponizes it. You are giving him what he what that is nourishment for him, unfortunately. But anyway, uh, all right, let's uh, let's hit it. Let's come back. I'll tell you about the sports Emmy thing. We can get into the Stephen A. thing, uh, a bunch of other things that we will uh, we'll dive into. And we'll, oh, we didn't even get to the Sixers and the Flyers yet, so we'll talk about those things as well when we come back. Don't go anywhere. That's Tony Shields. I'm Rob Ellis. We are Sports Take. Right back. 
I remember getting my heart broken when they lost the Super Bowl in 2004. We were big Eagles fans. We moved to South Philly because of the Eagles. When they won, we went straight to Broad Street and uh, everybody was going nuts over there and it was just a, a memory that you'll never forget. Go to get your game on. Go for the beers. Go for the cheers. Go for the hit and the hits. Go for the stakes and the stakes. Go to get your parlay on. Go to get your party on. Go for the scene. Go for the screens. Go for the gallery. Go for the win. Go to Ocean. Visit theoceanac.com to plan your visit. At Pond Lee Hockey, we've recovered billions of dollars for our clients, and we're confident we can do the same for you. With over 250 years of combined courtroom experience, we've helped over 100,000 injured clients obtain some of the largest settlements in Pennsylvania. One conversation is all it takes to help you and your family get back on track. If you've been injured in an accident, give Pond Lee Hockey a call. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Champions on three. One, two, three. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. Underdog Fantasy has a way for you to play alongside your favorite football team all season long with their Fantasy Pick'em game. You pick between two to five players, select whether they'll go higher or lower on one of their stats, then do what you usually do on a Sunday. Watch the games. You can win up to 20 times your money in a single game by going five for five. It's a fantasy game. And the sports betting show wants you to get involved. Go to underdogfantasy.com. When you sign up, use the promo code WIN, and Underdog will double your first deposit up to $100. That's underdogfantasy.com. Use the promo code WIN. Do you stream on a Roku, Fire Stick, Google TV, or Apple TV? Now you can watch 6ABC 24-7 with the 6ABC Philadelphia streaming app. And the big story on Action News. Search 6ABC Philadelphia and start streaming today. E-A-G-L-E-S. Eagles. All right, we're back. Rob Shields, Rob Ellis, with you. Sports Day. All right, so a couple things, Tom. Let me uh, update you on this um, this weirdo story here. So ESPN apparently, <laughs> um, this was a couple years ago. 
um, basically entered fake names for extra producers who did not exist so they could receive extra Emmy awards. The Emmys for fake producers we were re-engraved for on-air personalities like Kirk Herbstreet and Lee Corso and then given to them. Wait, um, so they were handing out their own Emmys after putting in fake names to receive those yeah, extra the, Emmys to give out amongst their own? Yeah, so basically the list of fake producers, this is the story from The Ringer, the list of fake producer names was ridiculously close to the on-air talent to theoretically make engraving easier. So Lee Corso's fake name was Lee Clark. Dirk Howard was Desmond Howard. Chris Fulton was Chris Fowler. And Eric Andrews was Aaron Andrews. Wow. I, I mean, nobody nobody caught this at the Emmy, you know, in the at, at the Emmys. No, nobody at the home, you know, office caught on to any of this stuff. My God. Hey, I man. can't I mean I, I I can't blame them for just getting the list and just, you know, it's, it's more. I blame ESPN for trying to be so gosh darn, you know, underhanded. And what what, what are we doing here? Yeah, ESPN cop to it. They they did admit it. Some some members of our team were clearly wrong in submitting certain names that may go back to 1997 in Emmy uh, categories. Blah blah blah. Whoa, totally so bizarre. You mean, so you mean to tell me they've been because you know those accolades matter. Oh yeah, and in, in some circles they matter, right? Yeah, and they've no, been miss. They've been misrepresenting themselves Correct. as being more decorated than what they really are. Right. That is not a good look, in my opinion. Well, ESPN's had an interesting week. All right. So you bring up the Stephen A. Smith stuff. So he's in a in a war of words uh, with Jason Whitlock, and he basically dedicated his entire podcast forty to minutes straight. Yeah, to just Jason straight. Whitlock. Uh, it's hilarious. A lot of name calling. A lot of a lot going on. Okay. That's how you know he, you know, it's funny because Stephen A don't normally resort to that. Yeah. Right. Oh, that's, that's how, you, how know. you know he's under their he's under his skin. Th- sure. that, that's how you know when someone just flat out just bothers the hell out of you and you don't you ain't got no picks. You don't give a damn. You just mm-hmm. you just like, you know what? Yeah. I'm gonna speak my truth in this moment. And over the past few years, Stephen A. Smith has definitely been more emboldened. Um, you know, ever since getting a new contract with ESPN. Um, I'm pretty sure he's ironed out some new stipulations that gives him a little bit more free reign. Mm-hmm. Um, Steven, they've been cooking lately. Yeah, he's he been cooking lately, man. And um, <laughs> this has been a, this has been a hell of a 2024, man. You got Cat Williams going out, Cat Williams going crazy on everybody, which I, which I, it was hilarious. I love Cat Williams. Um, you got the you got the Jonathan Majors interview on, on ABC. <laughs> you got Stephen A. Smith going crazy on Jason Whitlock. Twenty twenty four has only been eleven days. Well, and we have so much content. Take it a step further. So on the Pat McAfee show, uh, you know, obviously he he's caught a lot of heat for some of the Aaron Rodgers, you know, anti-vax and Jimmy Kimmel implant. Imp- implying that he may have been on the Epstein list and then denying that he said that, you know, whatever. So it got to the point where it was reported yesterday that they were essentially pulling the plug on Aaron Rodgers being on the show. Then McAfee last night, um, you know, puts a post out there setting the record straight saying, you know, this was always the plan. Once the football season comes to an end, you know, so do his appearances and, you know, he's not done, hoping we'll see him down the line and all this other stuff, right? So, okay, uh, I guess. Yeah, did, did Pat take a shot at ESPN on ESPN? Yeah, I'll get to that, too, in a minute. 
But then, so here's the thing. Everybody thought either Rodgers is gone or we're not going to be seeing him until football season next year, right? Or at least for a while. Guess who was on today? A-Rod. A-Rod. A-Rod's right back on, okay? And I, I think there's a lot of bleep you uh, going on uh, there. So this was also what happened last week. So last week, <laughs> this is like gossip section here. Um McAfee comes on and rips Norby Williamson. Norby Williamson's been with ESPN since 1985. He is a top three in terms of power broker there. I worked at ESPN when I was a kid. I was It was my first job out of college. I was a production assistant. I was the lowest man on the total pole. And Norby was a big shot then. Okay. So that's he, he called him out essentially for trying to sabotage his show by releasing – uh, ratings that that misrepresent how his show's doing. He called mm. him a game. Okay. So that happened and that set off a, a firestorm. And because people look at it and they say, well, McAfee's emboldened because you gave him uh, uh, you know whatever it is, five years, 15 million yeah. a year. Yeah, not only you gave him the money, but you also said you also have no creative control over his over his show. Correct. Correct. Basically you're simulcasting his show, but he owns all the exactly Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And that's the yeah, that's the first time ESPN he has, has done different something like that. power than other people have at ESPN. Mm-hmm. And it's the first time they've done something like that. Yeah. And, and now he's wielding that power. And I respect it. This yeah. is what happens to ESPN when you, you know, this is what happens when the suits start trying to play around with the guys in the tank tops. Yes. And you find you find out real quick that the guys in the suits are losing is losing more and more power in this industry. And and the power is being put more so in the hands of the creators mm-hmm. and people who build their own platforms and yep. all that kind of stuff. So that's what we're seeing. Yeah. So uh, you know, there's just a lot going on there, man. That's for sure. We'll see what ends up happening. But uh, all right, a couple other things: the Sixers lose in overtime in mm-hmm. Atlanta, uh, one thirty nine, one thirty two to the Hawks. Uh, no Joel Embiid again. He's still dealing with that knee injury. Ramona Shelbourne reporting it's not the same knee injury that he had last year in the playoffs. Um, but that's three straight losses, and they're they're not they don't play they have not played not surprisingly played well without him this year. They're two and seven without Embiid. Uh, Maxi was great, thirty five nine and eight fouled out in overtime. He 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 got fouled at the end of regulation, and they didn't call it. He does not get a lot of calls uh, yet in his career. I don't know if he hasn't earned enough with the officials, whatever. But it was you know he should have been. Yeah, look, a, a team that's still trying to figure out their identity. Um, They've been through a lot of transition over the past um, several months with James Harden and whatnot, with new coach. Um, they got new role players in there. Um, Tyrese Maxey is coming, um, has, has broken out. But he's still not a player that you can – he's still not that player that can just carry you all the way, right? He's still, he, he's a number two. Yeah. You know, he um, you 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 take Jordan Lebeau off the roster, it's an entirely different team. You guard them differently, so on and so forth. So, But still Tyrese Maxey is finding ways to produce and be productive even though he's the he's the he's the main guy, um, speaks a lot about him. But obviously, <clears throat> that team was designed and built to be at full strength. Mm-hmm. Max, you know, he's a six two six three guard. I mean, only can make but so much of a difference. Yeah. But um, yeah, I'm not tripping about. Like, we're not even halfway through the season yet. So, yeah, but you know what's crazy? Trade deadline's less than a month, which is insane. February eighth is the trade deadline. So when is uh, All Star Weekend? Uh, I I think it's is it after that? Late Let's February. 
I want to say Sunday, it's late. Fe- February 18th. Sunday, February 18th. Ten days, ten, yeah, 10 yeah. days after that. Okay. Yeah. Um, I, I, look, I think it's pretty obvious. If they're looking to do something, they need another score. Now, you they may be in the mindset of, we'll play this year out, see what happens, take our chances, and we're going to be real players in the offseason. They could go that direction. DeMori could easily go that direction. But if you're trying to win this year, you have got to get Maxine and beat a little bit of help because you just can't count. I mean, let's be real. You can't count on Tobias Harris. You can't count on Ubre. You can't count on somebody else really stepping up and giving you that scoring punch. Mm-hmm. Just, it's not who they are. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. Tobias clearly um, has, his, has his limitations. So, I mean, they're going to need some help. Now, the question becomes, who, who do they target? Um, do you think they go guard? Do you think they go wing? How, how do you think they approach it? Wing. I think they go wing. I think they need a scoring wing. Um, there's a lot of talk about potentially making a deal with Atlanta that would get you to DeJounte Murray and Bogdanovich, which I, I wouldn't hate. Um, the money would match up pretty decently with mm-hmm. what Tobias Harris is making if he were the one that they moved. Um, so that keep your eye on that because I do think Atlanta is going to be a team that's very much in play in, in terms of making a trade. They're, they're not going anywhere. They know it. Um, and I think they're they're going to be eager to do something, but they're going to have a lot of suitors. They're going to be not a lot of teams knocking on that door. So just watch that one. Atlanta is definitely one to watch. And you always look at the, some of the bad teams that don't have any playoff hopes that might mm-hmm. just want to take on expiring contracts. And that's what Tobias Harris is. So I, I would, I would watch out for those. All right. Uh, Flyers. Flyers win in a shootout last night, Tone, over the Canadians three to two. Of note, Jamie Drysdale, who they got for Cutter Gauthier, uh, had an assist on a power play goal, which is exactly what they told him. We had Al Morgani on the other day, and he said, this kid is a right-handed shot on the power play, and he's got good vision. And in fact, he set up one of their goals uh, in the game last night. So they got immediate dividends from the uh, from the Drysdale trade. So that's good news for the Flyers. Yeah, again, young guy, 21 years old, big dude. Yep. Look, man, um, if he's young, he can stay healthy, and he's already making an impact. Um, the trade so far has been a success, and you got a, and you got a draft pick out of it too. So yeah, second round. Um, you know, you you you've bought yourself some. In my opinion, you've actually gotten yourself um, some great building blocks. I would agree with that, I, and that's what they're that's what they're looking to do. This is not they're not looking to rush anything here. So uh, that they make that move. Uh, NBA wise, Kawhi Leonard signs an extension uh, with the Clippers. And they're also working on a deal with Paul George too. But Kawhi, uh, you know, Kawhi got paid. I don't so, get it. Yeah. I don't get it, man. Look, he's one of the better players in the NBA. Got to stay on the court though. Yep. Um, I like Kawhi Leonard, but he's he's damn near unguardable. <laughs> I get it. Yeah, and he can defend. I mean, he but I, he got he got three years, one hundred and fifty three million. I I, I I I how old is he? Kawhi got to be 30 now, right? He's got it. I'm going to say he's 31. He is 30. 32. 32. 32. He'll be 33 in June after this season. Yeah. Yeah, with a lot of injury issues. And he is is one of those guys, if he's not feeling really good. Paul George is 33. With multiple shoulder surgeries, too. No way. No way. I wouldn't do it. No way. I wouldn't do it, man. I'm only, if anything, I'm bringing back Kawhi. Not, no, I would not. I would not do that. Yeah, but that uh, team is. Think about it. Their best, well. their four yeah. best players are all over the age of thirty. Yeah, 
So they're they're they they've leveraged so much into this season in over the next couple of years. Um, James Harden's looking for a big deal. Mm-hmm. Um, Russell Westbrook seems like the Russell Westbrook Russell Westbrook seems very agreeable. He seems like he's at a very agreeable point in yeah, his career he, right I now. I mean, he knows his days are numbered, and he's got um, he's got to play ball. And the thing about Russell Westbrook is like when he's in a system that works for him, he can easily he can easily average. 20 uh 23 8 and 8 mm-hmm. so you know what i mean like is it, he's in a situation that he decided you know what i'll take a back seat for the betterment of the team and they've been playing better ever since he decided to take the back seat so he's a he, again he's at a point in his career where he loves the game so much he just wants to he just wants to make winning plays make winning decisions and he's made his money in this league he's made a lot of it so and and, and, and about that with him he just wants to win mm-hmm uh, on the the improv, you remember the the. Well, I'm going back to the Eagles here, but um, the play that that um, AJ Brown said that they ad libbed in Seattle, which ended up being the interception, which ended the game. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. Jalen Hurts on improvising versus Seattle. There's a lot you guys don't know. In fact, you don't know what you don't know, for whatever that's worth. But maybe not. But that's what <laughs> that's what your your guy said that you guys did. <laughs> this. <laughs> You know, <laughs> this dude, man, I swear, man, he's a, he's a, he's a quarter machine. Yeah. Uh, Jalen, I'll, I'll, I'll lay to death, man. I'll, I'll leave it at that. <laughs> you don't know either. Y'all don't know what y'all don't know. That's fine. Yeah. I, I do worry <laughs> that he hasn't thrown since the injury. I mean, I guess I'm, I guess I get it. You want to rest that thing as much as possible, but, and the fact that he even mentioned that it's sore, he's usually not the type to even his arm could be hanging off and he wouldn't tell you everything's fine. So that, mm, keep your eye on. I think we need to pay more attention to that, you know, yeah. potentially as we get closer he's gonna to this play. game. He's playing, he's playing though. Oh, for sure. He's playing. He's, he's going to play. Yeah. You know, so I'm, I'm, I'm not, I'm never going to trip about it all week. He's going to play. Yeah. Um, all right. So there beyond that, uh, hurts third postseason with the Eagles. He's entered each postseason with an injury. How does he feel this year compared to the last two? Oh, that's a good point. I didn't think about that. He yeah. has inju- he has entered every postseason with some kind of injury. Ankle the first year, last year the shoulder, this year the finger, and potentially the knee. Right, said, right. I guess and I we'll mean, base it off fa- the result. Yeah. In all fairness, everyone's um kind of banged up entering the season, right? Everyone's dealing with something, right? True. You know, so, yeah. Um, you know, he played all seventeen games this year. Yes. So that's a mile. So that's a milestone. Yeah, that's he managed, mm-hmm. he managed to stay healthy for all, all year. That was something that a lot of people thought he couldn't do. He managed to do it. So you check that box. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and that and also that injury was kind of fluky. You throw the ball, the defender hits your hand. It, it was kind of fluky. So and also it was dislocation, no fractures, no breaks, no tears, no sprains, just a just a, just a, just a straight up dislocation. Yeah, he'll be okay. Yep, absolutely. All right. Uh that will do it for us today. Yes, Come it on. will. So we roll into Friday um, and, and, you know, we'll obviously dig deeper into this matchup here uh, when it comes to the Bucks and what the Eagles need to do. And maybe we'll better handle on who's healthy, depending on who practices today, because it will not be a walkthrough. It will be an actual practice. So we will see uh, who goes. It looks like now um, Slay has said he's good. Devontae has said he's good. Jalen clearly dealing with something with the finger. We're waiting on AJ Brown, um, mm-hmm. but we'll see what else happens here. All right. Thanks to everybody in the chat, everybody streaming, everybody listening. 
Uh, don't go anywhere because Tone has got you with Dan Cilio for the National Football Show. That is coming your way next. And again, like I said, tomorrow, uh, Football Friday, not only Eagles, but we'll dig into all the playoff games, Tone, uh, that are being played. So it's going to be it's going to be a lot of fun tomorrow uh, getting set for Wild Card Weekend. Looking forward to that. All right. So everybody, have a great rest of your Thursday. We will see you guys tomorrow for Tone. I'm Rob. We are Sports Take. Thanks, everybody. Appreciate Peace it. Peace out, you guys. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.